Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up on today's show, we'll be discussing Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, and we're joined by very special guest, Jackie Jing. Hi, Jackie! What's good, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff. Every Friday, I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. And of course, you guys already heard from our wonderful guest. Maybe you've seen her hosting esports, or maybe you've seen her on The Circle Season 3, or maybe you saw her hosting E3 2021. Yes, it's host and content creator Jackie Jing. Welcome to the show. What a great intro. Thanks. Well, I mean, that's just like like the tip of the iceberg of all the stuff that you do. Um, You know, it's funny because I used to be called the busiest lady in the business, but I feel like I just, I have to relinquish the crown there's so many more busy ladies in the business than me these days <laughs> we're all grinding right For yes 100 percent. Mm-hmm. so i had the pleasure of running into jackie when we both were at the arcane premiere at the campus at riot games and it was a really fun evening and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe we haven't had you on the show yet let's get you on the show so we can talk about video games together and now here you are Boy, oh boy, what a week. What a week. I know. <laughs> I literally was like, this will be fun. We're just going to like shoot. Can I cuss on here? Yes, of oh, course. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to be like shooting the shit about video games and stuff. And then like all this heaviness <laughs> happened. And I was telling Brittany, I was like, dude, I was studying before I came in. I was reading like the Wall Street Journal, like every single article I could get my hands on. Um, so yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about for sure. So oh, man. yeah, what I, what a week. I was thinking, Andrea, there should have been something we could have done with that intro. Acquisition, Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. Like, there has to be something there. Like, Microsoft. (laughs) The alliteration. I love it. Yeah. You know? The acquisition. The acquisition? Is that what you said? (laughs) (laughs) I thought. Do you want to do it? You want to do it over? (laughs) Can you do it over? Yeah. Wait, no. Can you do it over? No, I, I already fucked it up. Andrew, I can barely pronounce normal words. Okay, so now you got the camera on me. Hi, hello, friends. It's me, Brittany Brombacher, co-host of the West Coast Games podcast. No, what was it? Aquavishi? Aquavishi? You know, one of the one of those will stick Act eventually. Equation was actually Act-a-quision. really really creative, and I love it. Low key, equation. Equation. Blizzard. Yes. At the end. Yeah. Thank you. I do want to mention though. Since we have your single shot up, <laughs> if you were watching at youtube.com slash what's good games, Brittany has an amazing new piece of art on her set. It's so pretty. This is, this is my boy Magic Harp. And what's so special about him? I'll try to hold them up without getting glare everywhere, but I doubt that's going to be a thing that can happen. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> kind of. Um, all it of looks those great. pieces are energy cards from Pokemon. How Pokemon cool. Yeah. And because here's the thing, it's like everyone collects cards and then we all like, what do we do with the energy cards? No one wants those. You know, they're they're True. annoying as hell. There's too many of them. You know, the population needs to be cold. 
but someone makes art <laughs> with them. And this is my boy Magikarp, and I love him so much, and he's so handsome. It's great. And it's actually from that's an episode beautiful. called Magikarp in Space. And so if you look, that's the Earth behind him because he's flying into space because he's <gasps> leaping really high. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. That's all. Yes. Oh, it's is this wonderful. supposed to be the Earth behind him? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's going into space. Really nice. Magic up in space. It's man. beautiful. Thank it's you. Beautiful. Thank you. Art. Mm-hmm. Art, man. Good job, Art. Jason. You you did it. You did a good gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say thank you to this month's Patreon producers: Chewie's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, David Icolucci, Ferris Atia, Justin Foshi, Matthew Dare, and Punctified, and Brittany. We have a couple new podcast reviewers. We do. We have Shrewd Minthy, Blap89, and Jerry304. Thank you so much for the kind words, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we say it every week, but we're going to say it again. It really does help us out in those algorithms. It helps folks discover our show, keeps us high up there in those numbers, and that's a good thing. Yes. So thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) And today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll tell you more about that later. Let's go ahead and dive right into this whopper of a news story. I'm not going to read the entire statement that Microsoft put out. I'm sure everybody has read it by now. And if you haven't read Phil Spencer's separate statement, I highly recommend you check that out as well. But of course, you probably have heard that Microsoft has acquired Activision Blizzard, I should say, is set to acquire. The deal Mm -hmm. is, in fact, not done yet. So let me just read a couple tidbits from this. With 3 billion people Let that sink in. Three billion people actively playing games today and fueled by a new generation steeped in the joys of interactive entertainment. Gaming is now the largest and fastest growing form of entertainment. Earlier this week, of course, Microsoft announced their plans to acquire Activision Blizzard, a leader in game development and interactive entertainment content publisher. Say that five times fast. The really (laughs) interesting part about this statement that I want to bring up is a feel like this is the first time that we've really heard Microsoft and their gaming division talk about the metaverse because in this statement they say this acquisition will accelerate Mm -hmm. the growth in Microsoft's gaming business across mobile PC console cloud and will provide the building blocks for the metaverse. So I don't want to go too far down a metaverse hole but what do you ladies think about Microsoft gaming becoming a metaverse? It's I was like, Brent, you want to go first? <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, you know, like, here's the thing is, like, I think it's just the way of the future. I think that if you look at the hype word of today is metaverse, it's NFTs, it's all of this stuff. And so, I mean, I don't know what to think about it other than, like, it's going to fucking happen. So, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I roll with the punches and I'm rolling with this punch. Metaverse is a thing that's going to happen. Like, it's just, it's just going to be there. Why get mad about it right don't now? Don't fight it now? is your position? Not as soon yeah. as well, I don't know. I listen, Andrea, like there's some other important shit going on in my life right now. I haven't had too much time to think about Microsoft as a metaverse. Yeah. I'm having enough time in the current universe that we all live in. You know what I mean? I feel I like get the, you. Yes. Yeah, I'm I sorry, like no, the technology I'm just saying, gods I'm think it's like, closer than it actually roll. is. Yeah. 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 I just am just kinda like with all that stuff, I'm just like, let's just see where it goes. Um, like just it is a little bit over my head, and I'm kind of in Brit's box. I'm like, okay, like, I got other things to worry about, and maybe that'll bite me in the ass later, but it's just, like, for me right now, I'm just kind of going with the flow with all that, but I, I do agree with Brit. Like, it's probably going to happen, but I'm just like, I'm here for the ride. We'll just, we'll see what plays out. Is that bad of us? No, like, no. Should we be more? Okay, yeah, because I'm like, I'm just kind of like, I, yeah. 
It's probably going to happen, but I'm just like, you You both got kids. I'm trying to take care of a condo here. Like, you know what I mean? We all got, like, stuff going on. So I don't know. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to happen, and that's my two cents about it, so... Yeah, I think that, you know, definitely the metaverse is inevitable, but I think it's a lot further off than some of these tech overlords want to make it out to be. And I kind of feel like metaverse is like the new esports that everybody's investing in, even though the metaverse will clearly be much bigger than esports is. Mm -hmm. And esports is huge. So I think it's going to take a really long time for it to be realized because I think even the idea that there's 3 billion people gaming still is not about gaming culture, though. There aren't three people who actively consider themselves gamers, right? And I feel like the metaverse mm. is an even more niche technology landscape than gaming is, and I, I just think it's going to take a long time to get there. But that's just my two yeah. cents. Um, I do want to mention, since we're talking about the metaverse... Next week, I'm hosting day three of Games Beats Into the Metaverse 2 Summit. Um, it's three days Whoa. of hosting. My friend and friend of What's Good Games, Khalif Adams, is hosting day one, day two. If you guys are interested in all in hearing um, leaders in the technology fields and gaming fields talk about the metaverse, it is a free thing to watch. Uh, you can just head to my Twitter and I will be posting links there and all of the sessions are free to attend. And so hopefully um, you guys will pop in if the metaverse is exciting to you. Do you and, think it's exciting? Uh, well, here, real quick, I just want to read the definition of what metaverse is. Sure. And this is according to XR Today because I think a lot of people probably aren't totally sure. I it's had that up, by the way. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I was like, let me just make sure. Okay, cool. So yeah. I love that you're reading the definition now. So, yes. Yeah. It can be defined as a simulated digital environment that uses augmented, re augmented reality virtual reality and blockchain along with concepts from social media to create spaces for rich user interaction mimicking the real world think ready player one but more accessible and pragmatic yeah ready player know, one is like deep metaverse yeah. yeah 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 agreed i'm like that would be gosh like a couple decades out, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'd say, I'd, so I would guess even more than a couple decades out yeah. for Ready Player One. I mean, like, for Ready Player One. MMOs yeah. could be considered a metaverse. Fortnite, you know, is considered a metaverse. Roblox is considered a metaverse. Um, there's a bunch of like metaverse experiences that are already out there. But I think, you know, gaming companies in particular are looking at like, how do we make it more robust and more. Um, ubiquitous than it already is and how do we get the idea of the metaverse m more comfortable with people because like if you told most Fortnite users like oh did you know that you're hanging out in the metaverse they'd be like what what's that yeah right? probably yeah, <sighs> so. it's interesting I just yeah. wanted to bring that up quickly um continuing it's, it's just coming up right like yes. we I, like that's why I'm like Brit's answer is kind of just like how I feel about it it's just like we got to wait and see how this all plays out and I do think like it is kind of just like years down the line. So I'm actually, your event you're hosting, I'm like low-key interested to hear what y'all are going to be talking about and how y'all think it's going to develop. So there's some really great sessions and there's a bunch of them. There's a session, there's a new session almost every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so and it's everything from, you know, how to combat harassment and toxicity in the metaverse, NFTs in the metaverse, designing games for metaverse, monetizing metaverse. Like, I mean, 
pretty much anything and everything around it and gaming um, is on the agenda. And you guys can check out the full agenda on gamesbeat.com or adventurebeat.com. Um, and I tweeted I tweeted a link to the full agenda, too, if you go to my Twitter page. All right. Um, let's talk about money. Microsoft <laughs> will be acquiring Activision Blizzard for $95 a share. And that number is important because it's the number, it's the number that Activision Blizzard was valued at pre acquisition or mm -hmm. um pre the news about this um and maybe it was pre-lawsuit i would have to double check exactly what their share price was um mm -hmm. in an all cash because don't forget <gasps> we've <laughs> talked before about how much money microsoft has and they're really flexing their wallet right now an all yeah. cash transaction valued at 68.7 <laughs> billion the now new biggest gaming acquisition of all time Brittany, if it was just weeks ago we were talking about take two's Acquisition of Zynga at $12.7 being mm -hmm. the biggest gaming acquisition of all time. And I tweeted Microsoft saying, hold my beer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Like, let me, um, yeah, let me, hold let me my make a bigger, sure. a bigger one. Oh, um, I think, you know, it's just hard to fathom that much money. Like, my brain cannot compute it. If you start seeing smoke coming out of my ears, it's because <laughs> it's just, like, worrying and gigging in there. It's like, what the fuck does that even look like? Uh, it's just absolutely mind-boggling, mind to quote one Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I don't even know. If you're, like, the CFO... <laughs> of <laughs> Microsoft, how do you calculate like what those companies are going to be worth? You know, like I can't imagine the teams of, you know, nerds with calculators who are like, okay, let's figure, <laughs> let's figure out how much each of these studios, each of these franchises, you know, is going to be worth because the, you know, acquisition will include um, King, the makers of Candy Crush, one of the most successful and most revenue-generating mobile games of all time. Blizzard, of course, the most successful PC game of all time, Diablo, and WoW. And then, of course, Activision, with the most successful video game on console of all time, which is also, you know, on mobile and PC, uh, Call of Duty. So it's just, it's just bonkers. And not to mention, throw in Major League Gaming in there and a bunch of other studios and companies that are all underneath that umbrella um the thing that i think that got everybody talking this week and not you know really super happy about of course is the news that bobby kodak will continue to serve as ceo of activision blizzard and once the deal closes the activision blizzard business will report to phil spencer who is the new ceo of microsoft gaming formerly the head of xbox um he was an evp before so he's now a ceo so congrats phil got a got a promotion mm -hmm. um and they are now clearly saying gaming is going to be a huge part of microsoft's focus going forward you don't make this kind of an investment investment uh, without it being there and it's kind of a change of pace because not that long ago Microsoft wasn't really that jazzed about gaming Xbox was kind of just existing you know I think it's a testament to the leadership that Phil has really brought to that team and they really wanted to emphasize his leadership because they put out an org chart photo on Phil's blog post did either of you see this this photo yeah. mm-hmm no, so, I want to see it. Let me bring it up. I think there are 12 people underneath Phil, and I want to say six of them are women, which is great. That is I mean, great. I mean, yeah. It's, not, it's probably not as diverse as it could be, but I think compared to what these org charts typically look like and what yeah, they have looked sure. like in the past, you know, it, it's a right step forward. Yes. Obviously, always more work to be done, um, but at least it's not all the usual suspects. I'm going to yeah, see if I can. Yeah, for sure. Get and also, just link. to go back a little bit to Andrea saying about Bobby Kotick, my understanding is after the deal closes, he will be stepping away as CEO. The Wall Street Journal and I think another other news 
place. I saw it on <laughs> IGN. Hard. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Another news place. Yeah. I so love this it. is the um, this is the org chart. There we um, go. And as you can see, it is a much more diverse org chart of leadership yeah. than we've seen in video games uh, recently. I'm really happy that a company as big as Microsoft is really putting an emphasis on getting more voices at the top of their org chart. I think it's super important and I'm, I'm happy about it. And so I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, proceed. The thing that I kind of eye rolled at was all of these people bringing their pitchforks to Twitter being like, I can't believe you're keeping Bobby in. And it's like, listen here, dum-dums, like they have to keep him in. That's the way the deal works. They're two separate companies until the deal closes, which isn't yeah. going to happen, you know, for quite some time. Um, an acquisition of this scale has to go through a lot of checks and balances. And oh who's God. to say, yeah. maybe the United States government might not even let it go through. A hundred percent. There's a lot yeah. of talk about antitrust and is this too big of a deal? Is this too many studios underneath one banner? Is this kind of consolidation of power and voices good for the industry? Is it good for the development teams? And there's a lot of, you know, salient points being thrown around, but obviously they're going to have to deal with the baggage that Kodak is bringing along with this deal. But if I had my you know, theories about this, I would guess that this deal was underway before that lawsuit was made public. And then I'm sure everyone at Microsoft was like, God fucking damn it. Yeah. We were working probably. on this thing. And yeah. now we have to deal yeah, with this, this bullshit. This shit storm is dropping. Exactly. Oh, yeah. God. So this happened in July. The first lawsuit, right? It was around June, July. I remember we had just given birth and yes. I remember I was in such a daze. So I mean, yeah, like, Listen, like I've been very close to you in the. I've been very involved in a business selling in, in my in my personal life, and let me tell you, that was a very, 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 very small business compared to this, and that took a year and a half. Like, there's no way this just randomly happened for you to get to the point where you're like, we're in consideration of purchasing this ginormous company. I mean, that has taken a hot, hot, hot minute, and so obviously that's been probably, like you said, very uh, tricky to tiptoe around, but. Um, yeah, Kotick staying in and then he will be leaving and that's just the way it is. I did read an article, um, on IGN. It was about some very smart person named David Hopp who works in media and tech law firms, Gamma Law, about the whole antitrust thing. And again, I am not David Hopp. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this gentleman's name correctly, <laughs> but my understanding of it is that this is what's kind of called a vertical vector transition transaction where you have a producer Oh, sorry, a publisher, which is Xbox, Microsoft, and then you have a producer, which is Activision, and they don't really intersect. Now, obviously, we all we know Microsoft makes video games, but in legalese, that's how it works, as opposed to a horizontal transaction where they would have that overlap. Like if a producer was purchasing a producer, a publisher was 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 purchasing a publisher, and then that's when it can get into those icky, icky, like antitrust monopoly type scenarios. But according to this person, there's like li little to no chance that this will become um, an issue when it comes to like the legal scenario. So I just thought that was rather interesting because it yeah. does kind of start that slippery slope of what does this mean? And I and I think I mean, there's there's so many questions, Andrew. I don't know where you want to start this conversation. Like, well, I think the big thing is like the deal won't officially go through till 2023. This right. news just dropped and everybody is just like speculating, speculating, speculating. Right. Um, I think like for me, when I first heard the news, like I literally was like, holy shit, Microsoft is going to be so powerful. Um, I mean, 
Obviously, we've heard the word monopoly being thrown around. Um, I mean, that's kind of where my mind went, you know, Um, you know, big corporations absorbing big corporations. This tends to stunt competition, um, stunt creativity. But again, like this is just so early. We don't really know what's going to happen, but it's it's a ton of money. I feel like Microsoft is like they are out for it, right? Like they they when they said that they're number three, they're the number three player in the glo- global games market. Like that kind of took me back because I'm just like, man, they they got Bethesda recently. Like this is huge. Um, like they're they're out for blood. Like they're, like I feel like they they're like it ain't yeah. gonna be long. We're coming for the number one spot, y'all. We got the money. I read an article that their valuation is two point three trillion dollars like I was like was that a typo and then I was like no I guess that's right like how often do you see trillion yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I mean like, like I know when we were Microsoft, just talking about Google and Apple right yeah yeah like I was literally like <laughs> god they have so much damn money but like I guess that was just kind of my initial reaction to it um but I'd love to hear what y'all thought because like for me I was just like wow like they're going like they're they're out for blood i'm sure playstation is just like shaking in their boots so i'm glad that you brought that up so a lot of people also were like oh what's sony gonna do is sony gonna buy ubisoft or ea and i'm like (laughs) calm down calm down yeah no of course they're not i want to gently remind people that sony is number two in global revenue in the games business underneath Tencent. And Tencent is so far beyond everybody else that nobody is catching them because they own the gaming market known as China. So, and and nobody else is is tapping into that market the way that Tencent is. It's just not going to happen, right? So no one's going to catch Tencent. Um, And so I think what's interesting about Microsoft's play here is that they clearly are investing in building their infrastructure, right? When we talked to Aaron Greenberg on this show about Game Pass and about the acquisition of Bethesda and about money and like cash flow, he was like, don't worry about Microsoft, we're fine. And I think that that's a testament, you know, to how confident they are in their position. And I would say they clearly are, you know, putting a bet into gaming in the future, But are they going to, like, come for Sony's lunch? Not yet. No. I mean, I think the really interesting piece of this that could potentially swing the pendulum in their favor is what's going to happen to Call of Duty. Because that, to me, Mm. is, like, the one franchise in this portfolio that could have a giant monetary impact Mm -hmm. on Microsoft's gaming business You think only Call of Duty? I mean... When it comes to mobile, I mean, you know, King is not to be overlooked, right? But I yeah, Candy Crush. And, so I was like, right, and Sony cow, is not yeah. in the mobile games market, right? Like they, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They're not really, they're not really looking at that as a business. I'm, and I'm sure that they're going to be t- maybe talking about some acquisitions in the future and how do we, you know, maybe get more Sony properties into the mobile space. But I think you know, King will absolutely swing. But when we're looking at just the console and the PC business their direct competition with Sony, um, to me, it's all about what's, ha- what's going to happen with Call of Duty. And okay. I think that it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do. Is Call of Duty going to go exclusive? I mean, I know that I lost the bet with Danny about Starfield, but Starfield was or is a single-player game. Mm-hmm. There's much less to lose when they make Starfield platform exclusive than making Call of Duty the biggest game in the world for the last decade running 
platform exclu- exclusive. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking beyond tens of millions of installs on, on PlayStation. Um, I don't. I just don't see them making it platform exclusive. Maybe. Maybe. Really. Because they could really be like yeah. F you to Sony and do it, girl. I mean, like, but like, I really, like why not? Like, I listen, don't the, know. Beth- the Bethesda deal. One last thing, and then Britt, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. The yeah. Bethesda deal was expensive, and I was like, they're going to need to make yeah. some of that money back. But this deal, this is too big of a line item for them to write off as a loss. Like, this is a giant it investment. I would be like, I honestly would be like flabbergasted. If they decided to make Call of Duty platform exclusive, I just do not see it happening. I oh, mean, but see, I feel like that's the move you do. Yeah, I, I agree. Like that's when it. you flop your big Xbox wiener yes. on the table. Oh, and you're oh like, no. to this, that's what listen I think. to this slap. Okay, so here's the quote Spencer said. I think quote, so too. Yeah. I'll just say to players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony's platform, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform, and we remain committed to that. Now, this is I, Phil Spencer. Great guy, stand-up guy, very nice gentleman. Talked with him several times. This is one of those wishy-washy ass Bethesda-esque remarks, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. what are you trying to say here? So I, I'm i with you, Andrea, in that like, yo, like, I think it would make sense to leave it on PlayStation. But I feel like Microsoft is feeling their oats right now. And this is just so much fucking money. And again, uh-huh. to quote one Paris and Danny, whoever said it, like, you don't spend this much money and like not do something as drastic as make Call of Duty exclusive. But maybe what you do do is you keep Warzone on that platform. Because I feel like when you talk yeah. about Call of Duty communities, it's all the online players. Yeah. I mean, does it Warzone, I think, will stay multi-platform no matter what. Yeah. Right, right. So does it make sense then to just to keep the campaign? And this is where I wish there was someone here who knew the numbers. Take the campaign and put that on Xbox exclusive. And like how many people would buy it just for the campaign? Right. Like, that's what I'd really like to know. Is that the move they make? And then maybe in 2023, 2024, like while the ink has been dried for a lot for a while, then it starts becoming perma exclusive. Who could say? But I would not be surprised at this point. But I didn't think Bethesda shit would go exclusive either. But I rebuttal with I'm- Minecraft. They still have not made Minecraft platform exclusive. That's a good point. Right? That's, true. And a, that's actually a really good point. And it's multiplayer. That, yeah. And that that I think is the thing that I keep going back to and why I would be surprise if they would pull it um, is because that game benefits especially in the era of crossplay it benefits from being on as many platforms as possible and to take away tens of millions of users from the PlayStation ecosystem both in PS4 and PS5 um, just to like flap your dick on the table seems like the wrong business move especially when they they would make a lot of people unhappy if they are they trying to force sony's hand here could you imagine like hypothetically if sony's like fucking shit give us your stupid ass xbox game pass we'll take a percentage of the cut here whatever and then that way you can get your stupid call of duty on playstation even though it belongs to xbox like do you think because that's their whole future right is is Mm -hmm. game pass yeah i think they're just trying to make it so unavoidable that Sony's just going to be like, yo, fuck, put it on her platform. No, I don't. I don't think that that's their philosophy. I really don't. It's never been Phil's. Really? Ph- no, it's never been his philosophy. Like they're not that hyper competitive 
team. Like they've been really committed to the message and maybe behind closed doors, they're like, you know, like fist bumping each other being like, suck it, Sony. Um, but like their public faces. They just spent $70 billion, I know, girl. But, but <laughs> their public facing message has always been one of unity, has always been one of pro-consumer and pro-gamer and wanting to unite the gaming community, not divide. And Phil has been committed to that message. And I'm, you know, very impressed with how committed to that message he has been. So I hope that they don't, you know, take some of their biggest um, games and and put them in exclusivity just for the sake of doing it. But we know that it's going to happen because of their commitment to Game Pass. So let me just quickly transition here to the next piece of this story. Andrew, you're so sweet. You're like, they're, they're sticking to their message. They want to bring everyone together. And it's for just like, that. This is like, like, all I can do is hope, Jackie. All I can do is hope. Wait, well, my I'm thinking ass. Final Fantasy here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like, like, all know, corporations like, evil. Oh, I'm like, gosh. You know, but Microsoft can't make money. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we can't pay our bills or all of our fucking employees on the promise of unity. Well, yeah. that's I, but, I, but that's why you need it multi-platform, right? Like, the more platforms you can sell copies on, the better and call of duty you know is an expensive game particularly if you have people buying battle passes every season so if you make call of duty exclusive you're gonna lose all that revenue that's a lot of fucking revenue um or people love the game and the franchise so much that they make moves and yeah and, 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 and you keep the multiplayer stuff you know uh multi-platform and then you make all your money that way maybe through royalty right like, i mean it's just gonna be make so diablo make diablo exclusive right like make diablo xbox exclusive and i know that there's people that are definitely upset about that and so we'll get to that in oh, just boy. a second <laughs> but before we do that i want to let you know that this episode of what's good games is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what's most important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or maybe you're prioritizing your wellness. Well, HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh is 72 percent cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality and you can save on average over $65 a month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those other 2022 goals like playing more video games or maybe donating to more charities. Maybe you have, you know, a hobby of underwater basket weaving you want to take up. I don't know. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your online order in the app. You can change your delivery day, your food preferences or plan size, or do what I do, everybody, add dessert. Right now, they're offering seasonal limited time goodies like Dunkaroos cookie dough or vanilla delight cheesecake. Yes, I said Dunkaroos. You remember the little cookies with the frosting dip? Mm. When I saw this on the HelloFresh app, I was like, I had to like kind of like rub my eyes. I was like, no way, Dunkaroos are back. I love HelloFresh. Brittany and I talk about how much we've enjoyed cooking with our spouses during the pandemic, and it's all because we get meals delivered right to our door. So if you want to try it out for yourself, go to HelloFresh.com slash What's Good 16 and use code What's Good 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Try America's number one meal kit for yourself by going to HelloFresh.com slash What's Good 16 and use code What's Good 16 for up to 16 free meals and 
and three free gifts. And so they know that What's Good Game sent you. We're going to continue our conversation about this Microsoft upcoming acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The Activision. The Activision. The Yes. Of uh, <laughs> the news. I was the one who said that. It, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm sorry. I just had a brain fart. <laughs> okay. Acquisition. And I was so. Okay, we're done. I'm sorry. Continue. Go um, home, Jackie. I don't You're even drunk. No, I'd like, seriously. <laughs> I'm drinking water, folks. I got Uh-oh. no words. It's oh. Well, maybe you should get drunk. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll level you out. You know um, what? Those, that was one of those moments where I'm like, I should have just just stopped talking and let you guys keep going. And I don't know why I was saying everything I was thinking out loud. So I apologize for that. No, anyway, we live for these Moving moments on. on What's Good Games. Mm-hmm. Um, but continuing the conversation that Microsoft also announced this week, or I should say Xbox announced that Xbox Game Pass now has over 25 million subscribers. And that number has grown <laughs> substantially since the last time they announced it. So that is no small feat to get that many active subs every month. And I think it's a testament to the offering that Xbox has really put together with Game Pass. And they did confirm in the announcement, um, I didn't read it when we were talking about it earlier, but they said that the acquisition bolsters Microsoft's Game Pass portfolio with plans to launch Activision Blizzard games into Game Pass, which has reached its new milestone with Activision Blizzard's nearly 400 million monthly active players and 190 countries and $3 billion franchises. This acquisition will make Game Pass one of the most compelling and diverse lineups in gaming content in the industry. So that's... That's um, clearly talking about putting the dick on the table as them further putting their dick on the table being like, oh, did you think that, you know, Xbox Game Pass was good before? Well, let me show you something else. Yeah. Wonk. Um, yeah. And I tweet. I had tweeted that it was a little mind-blowing to think that Diablo 4 could launch day one in Xbox Game Pass. Like, Wow. Yeah. We, uh, wow. Yeah. Now, we have some fun Patreon questions here if we're ready to hop into those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. I like this one from John Liang. Where were y'all when you first saw, heard the news, and what was your immediate reaction? I was fucking sleeping. Oh. I was sleeping, and my husband, like, literally shook me awake and was like, (laughs) oh, my God, you have to see this. And I was like, what? I was like, the baby's still sleeping. Why are you waking me up? Oh, no. It has to be a big fucking deal if the baby Okay, yes. yeah, that is like, you're like, really? You woke me? I mean, it's, it was a big news, but still, yeah. like, you're like, I need my precious sleep. Exactly. Oh, I had a baby for eight months Like now, a, but... a rare moment where the baby is sleeping um, yeah. past 6 a.m. And, um, and he woke me up. But it was worth it because this is, you know, probably the biggest news of the last 10 years. <laughs> so this yeah. is huge, huge news. What about you, Jackie? Um, you know what's funny? I actually think I was on Twitter and I saw Greg Miller's tweet, like, this is like E3. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was like, oh. Oh. You know what I mean? And I just like, I liked it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, y- y'all know how Twitter is, right? Like, it's like, whatever's the news of the day is like so big and everyone's so dramatic about it. So I was like, okay, like, what's going down, right? And then I was like, oh. Oh, you know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. just like, this is kind of big. And I was just, mm-hmm. I was floored. I was basically just watching Twitter and social media go off the rest of the day. So what about you, Britt? 
I kind of pulled a John. So um, our baby is in our bedroom with us. And I woke up just kind of like half asleep. And he was, everyone in my house was still sleeping, the dog, the husband, the child. And I'm like groggily like looking through my email and I get this headline and it's Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard to bring the joy and community of gaming to everyone. And in my half asleep stupor, I was like, huh? And then I opened it and I go, what? And I sat up, the baby started crying, poor Reb scared the shit out of him. Jason sleeps through everything. So he just stayed asleep. But I woke <laughs> Jason up. I was like, oh my God. And he was like, that's cool, babe. And then he fell back asleep. And then I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So you guys were reversed. That's too yeah, funny. Yeah, he, he indulged me briefly, but thought that was I it. played volleyball that morning. So I was just like chilling. You know what I mean? And then I like got on Twitter and just opened the shitstorm that was Twitter that day. Wait, you know so what I mean? I how was, like, early were you playing volleyball? <laughs> Um, I mean, pr- not that early, probably at like eight, but I just, I wake up and go right to volleyball okay, and don't so check my phone you or anything. You're not the wake up, do the phone in bed thing. No, I'm not. Like I was like, roll well, out of bed, see, brush my teeth and get out the door. you being a good human. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Well, and then you, and then you get home after volleyball and then the world explodes. You know what I mean? And you're like, ah, you know, but anyway, but yeah. So I was just like, wow, of all the days. And to be honest, I was surprised I missed it. Like you said, cause it was such big news that like, you know, the headlines were popping on uh, like phone headlines, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. just like, think I like swiped by him cause I was just like trying to get to volleyball quickly or something. And then when I got on Twitter, that was when I was like, oh my God, this is all going down. It's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Huge. Our next question comes from Galen Ryder. Which Activision Blizzard legacy IP would you like to see make a comeback? Which Activision studio would you be most interested in being released from Call of Duty to lead their own game again? Oh, those are two very interesting, very different questions. What was the second question? Which of the Activision studio would you be most interested in being released from Call of Duty support to lead their own game? Which studio? Yeah, because there's you know there's a rotating group of studios that make Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Um, so like, which of those studios would you want to see? I mean, we could just start with that one. Yeah, and we can yeah. go back to the legacy. I mean, I think I would really like to see Treyarch um, do their own mm. thing. I think that they've been in the zombies legacy for a really long time, and mm. they are clearly very good at what they do. But I don't think we've really gotten to see them hone their storytelling skills in you know a different way i think that they could really do some really interesting things if they weren't shackled to the call of duty formula um i mean but infinity ward would do really cool stuff too it's so it's so hard I, i think it would be really good if all of those studios were released from the annual um yeah you know commitment that is call of duty i think call of duty would benefit from that i mean they have Warzone, right like poor resources into maintaining Warzone or maybe spin out Call of Duty multiplayer into its own thing and then let the studios take their time on the campaigns. Yeah, I mean, that's just mm. it, right? And I think that would be so good for Call of Duty. But again, like you said, it's the number one game for the, what, like, past decade, I think is what it was. That's wild, yeah. Why, you know, you, you spent $70 billion to get a nice little chunk of that change. Why would you uh, stop that little rotating deal? I think I'd also pick Treyarch just because, you know, the Black Ops games have never really been my favorite and so, I mean, I really have loved what Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer have done with Call of Duty. Vanguard, like, wasn't my favorite, but I really, really liked um, Modern War. What was the last one? Sledgehammer? World War II. That was the one in 2017, I think. Um, I really like what they do with Call of Duty. I like those campaigns. Black Ops, not my favorite. So go on, make another cool, neat thing, and uh, see you on the other side. I'll buy your game. I'll support it. 
<laughs> so I'm a big fan of modern warfare and I absolutely adore Warzone. So I mean like for me, I mean I I guess I would say Infinity Ward and Raven are doing a good job. So is that okay as an answer? Of course. Of course. It okay, is. I was like I don't know, dude. I got like hooked on Warzone. Like I became I have not been that addicted to a game like in so long. So I'm like I don't know. I know some people are always bitching about the game, but for me, it's like, it's good enough for me to always keep on going back to it. So I think they're doing fine. <laughs> well, I mean, they do have, I believe, a hundred million downloads of Warzone. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, you're not alone. A lot of people like to play <laughs> Warzone. Um, and so that's why I think that, you know, they're going to obviously continue uh, supporting that multi-platform, but it would be nice to maybe give the campaigns a yeah. break for a little bit and let them just let them just chill um hmm. but when right, it comes so to legacy oh you're on it oh you're yeah when it comes to legacy games i think activision i think guitar hero yeah bring it back i mean probably not because i think where the music games you know had their time but i i Ugh. love do guitar you remember hero that 3. time though do you remember that time yes that it's how i like... met my husband i absolutely oh, remember really? it. yeah oh, i don't know if you cute. knew this jackie that john and i met on a rock band reality show <laughs> yes yeah we told the whole story but essentially i was you know up and coming trying to be you an, told this story so many times i'm sure and i'm like true, but i'm true. excited to hear this I'm I, sorry. i'll give everybody like the the short the short version but here's up and coming entertainment reporter andrea renee in at los angeles scrolling the craigslist boards for everything going out for as many auditions as possible but in my free time when i wasn't you know sending out headshots and resumes um i was playing a shit ton of guitar hero and rock band um i was in a bar in los angeles called big wangs and they do a guitar hero tournament every tuesday night and yeah. you won a hundred dollar bar tab if you won the tournament which when i was broke in LA was a lot of money to buy food and beer. And because I'm a girl, as Jackie, you know, being a woman in video games, people mm -hmm. underestimate you constantly. So I would go yeah. in and just wreck everybody in this tournament. Um, oh my God, I love it. It got to a point where the guy who organized the tournament was like, you can't compete anymore. <laughs> oh no, I don't know if I knew that part. <gasps> oh my gosh, yeah. how funny. Yeah, oh, he so was cute. like, I love you coming every week. Please don't stop coming because you make it really fun. But like, you you can't, I can't have you competing. <laughs> we have to let other people, we have to let You're other like, people dude, win. Dude, this is my, like my food, so. <laughs> Like, this is how I eat. So I don't know what to tell you. That's so funny. But, That's a um, great story. But so I was doing this competition when true, true LA story, a casting director was there, yeah. saw me play and was like, will you come audition for this reality show? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I got cast. John was a producer for MTV games at the time. Cause that was before Viacom um, sold off um, harmonics. And mm -hmm. that's how we met originally. But we didn't start dating okay. for five years, almost six years later. That's like the coolest fucking story ever. <laughs> I'm like, how? Like, now I want to hear Brit's love story. Is yours as epic as that? Hers is pretty oh, epic, no. too. I mean, uh, the TLDR is it. We were in the diveest dive bars, and my husband approached me and wanted to buy me a drink. I thought he looked like Nathan Drake. I was like, sure, let's do it. And he bought me a drink. <laughs> okay. Wrong, gave him the wrong phone number, but I did give him my website, and he found me through my website, found my Twitter, hit me up, asked me out, and the rest is history. 
Okay, he was determined. He I was love persistent. that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Was. I was like, I'm hey, manifesting some it. epic love story like that for me, y'all. It'll happen someday. <laughs> He'll find you know, me Cupid in a dive bar it. <laughs> doing, you know, some rock band tournament that doesn't happen anymore. But you know what's really strange is that I actually played rock band like a week ago. Really? My friends were like, just like, let's break it out. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's been years, but like, why not? Why but not? like, now it's so funny we're talking about this. Though, I guess technically we're, you said guitar hero, but you know what I mean? Yes, I Same did. difference, basically, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the last guitar hero outing did not go so well for Activision. If you guys remember the kind of train wreck that was guitar hero the, with the live component well, with that oh, weird yeah. TV channel that you would like get the, oh. have to like catch the songs live. And it was, it was, Ooh, no. you know, and they changed no, no. the way that some of the keys worked and the keyboards worked. And, then, you know, I, I liked that they were trying to innovate, but I think that they should have just stuck with the formula 100%. that works and not yeah. try to get people to relearn. Because it, it's hard enough to learn that the first time than try to relearn how to use the guitar a second time. But I mean, Oh, my gosh. A hundred percent. I just have like a soft spot in my heart for Guitar Hero 3 in particular. I spent way too many mm. hours playing that game. So, so um, what about hours. you, ladies? Um, I put Tony Hawk. Uh, God, that game just, my brother and I put so many fucking hours into that. I'm sorry if I'm saying the F word too much, but, um, this it, is like, what's good games. There is no such thing. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Um, but like, I don't even know like how they would effectively do it. You know what I mean? Um, just because like the original was just so epic and wonderful, but I think it would just make so many people happy and just so many people have nostalgia and it's just, it's like skateboarding. It's cool AF. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I want to see him bring it back. So I'm going to say Tony Hawk. Also, the song Goldfinger, to this day, one of the best jams ever. Do you guys know the song Superman? Uh-uh. Here I am doing everything I can, holding on to what? No. Ladies, are you oh, kidding no. me? It's like, oh, my God, in that game, I put that on, like, it was just, like, uh, always on. Just, it's like, oh. I'm sad. If we okay. wouldn't get a content you, ID flag, I would pull it up and play it. But yeah, we'll definitely get don't. a content it's like ID one flag. Of the, one of the best ska songs of all time. But like, I think Tony Hawk is, is really well known for how epic the music was too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. So that's my pick. That's a good one. Um, I have I have one that's kind of random and off the wall. I would love to see True Crime come back. Those True yeah. Crime. Streets of LA was a, was a fun little game. I didn't play it. A hell of a lot. I was actually just more interested in that at, at the time because it was a one-to-one -one creation of LA downtown, like the streets and the way they intersected. And at that time, I won't go down this, but I had a, an obsession with gang culture. And so I loved... Okay. <laughs> have, I, have I not talked about this? No, never. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. You know uh, what? Yeah. Now that you say that, the love of Yakuza makes so much more sense. <laughs> it all is coming into focus for me. <laughs> I think I probably talked about it during our uh, happy hour Q&A, but we were all very drunk during all the time. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I used to love learning about like the bloods and the crypts and initiations. And like it's a whole thing. I've read so many books about it. I was in middle school. Okay, let's just put that out there. I, I got past that stage of my life. But what I loved about that game is I could like roll around the streets of LA and like learn because I hadn't traveled that by that point, learn like we're all like the gangs hung out. Anyway, I digress. Um so true crime. It was like an actual competitor-ish to Grand Theft Auto. And I think, you know, competition breed is healthy and it and it breeds innovation and good things. But what I would like to see actually, and I don't know how 
feasible this is, but I'd love to see World of Warcraft come to console. Yes. I know that was, Why has that right? not happened yet, right? I know. And that's what I'm talking about. Look at Final Fantasy XIV fucking crushing it. Like, let's put WoW on there. You know, I want to kill 10 orcs and 10 rats and 10 hogs or whatever the fuck and level up my little night elf. Like, let's go. You know, I would love that. So that doesn't, that's kind of like a little cheap answer to your question, but I think that would be so cool. It's so not cool. a cheap answer. That's a very legitimate answer. Thank you. You're legitimate. Legitimate. Ah, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Jackie. Um, what happened? Mute. I don't know. I, I pressed the mute by accident. I was going to say, um, True Crime's, like, soundtrack is amazing. Oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah. girl, I'm looking at this right now. Like, it's got, like, Snoop Dogg, Sugar Free. Yes. Um, Young Dre. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, now I low-key want to listen to this. Yeah, I'm, that's I, what I'm saying. You just cruise through the streets and turn on the radio when you're driving in the car. And, yeah, it just plays some of the best music. So, Come back. Oh my god, by the way, the whole time you were talking, I was like, yes, yes, and nobody could hear me. Oh so no. That's, cool. <laughs> that's all right. I was cheering for you, girl. I loved it. And when you were like, we need competition and for GTA, and I was like, yes, like that would you know, be so although, cool. Like, who the fuck wants to go toe-to-toe with, with Grand Theft Auto? Nobody. No, there's I no get going it. toe-to-toe with Grand Theft no, Auto. I no. know, but it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded mean, cool. Yeah. Often imitated, never duplicated. <laughs> yeah. GTA stands stands alone um yeah but um there's definitely a lot of legacy games i think people are looking at and going you know what could the fun thought experiment be of will these games you know at the very least you know have a home in game pass if not will they be revived is there a possibility to maybe look at bringing some of them back i definitely love the idea of some of the games that were maybe PC only coming to console. I think World of Warcraft is a great one. Um, I would love to potentially see StarCraft come to console. I don't know if that's really doable. But like, I mean, we haven't really heard much about new StarCraft in a while. And, you know, I think that could be really interesting as well. I mean, and I think Geometry Wars is dying for a VR install. Make it in VR. Let's go. (laughs) Anywho, um, great question one thing i don't know if we talked about this yet but isn't it like weird like crash and spyro i just i don't know i always thought of them as like sony i don't know and that just is gonna blow my mind like now they're microsoft and we didn't talk about that so it's just like yeah i saw some people who are rather uh, you know upset at the news some people are really upset yeah yeah. understand it'd be like playing mario on an xbox it would just feel so wrong and it's like it's uh, it's not like a huge thing but it's just kind of like you're like wow yeah like Like, i get it 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 would feel a little weird but like it's not gonna wreck my whole day like i'm not no and i would i would definitely play those games still you know what i mean like it's not like i'm like i can't touch those now you know what i mean it's like that that's dumb. Yeah. But it's crazy. Microsoft yeah. got them. Well, I know that got some him. people, there yeah. was, you know, some discourse about Diablo specifically and how frustrating I think some people are um, getting at the idea that Diablo may go platform exclusive. Obviously, it'll still come out on PC, but that it might only come out on Xbox and might not come mm. out on Switch or on uh, PlayStation. And I think that that is something to be, you know, potentially upset about that that game is mm. huge and it's very highly anticipated and i think diablo 3 did really well going multi-platform i love playing that on the switch right i, I played the why. whole thing on switch the eternal was, my, was great it was yeah. my like favorite travel game I, you know it's just like grinding you know what i mean so yes. i would be kind of bummed not to have that on my switch yeah just 
insane. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to, but we don't know what's going to happen, right? Like we I mean, don't. Yeah, yeah. I hope that it goes my way and that they stay multi-platform and that they don't throw their big Xbox dick on the table. But okay, that's the that is the comment of the night. The big Xbox dick on the that's table. That's Brittany Brombacher for you. Andrea, was- I I don't know. I hope like you're so hopeful. Like maybe they <laughs> will just be nice and just like be like, oh, you all keep on doing your thing. But then I'm just like, I don't know. Like I just this is just there's so much money in the line, and I do feel like Microsoft like really wants to. Like you said, I don't think they can ever surpass Tencent, but I I do think they're kind of gunning, gunning for Sony right now. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe maybe they will be all kumbaya. That'd be really nice. But yeah. I'm just like, I well, I think with King and with Activision um, in the portfolio. I think that they are absolutely going to overtake Sony in global revenue. I think that that's just inevitable. Um, but I don't like when it comes to overall market share, just remember everybody Xbox's business is just a piece of Microsoft. Microsoft as a company is way bigger than Sony as a company. And they always have been Microsoft mm-hmm. ha- has never been competing head to head with Sony. So, like, as much as we like to, like, oh, blue versus green, Xbox versus PlayStation, that's mm-hmm. not really a thing, right? Sony just is not yeah. in the same league as Microsoft in terms of global revenue. Um, where they are competitive is gaming revenue specifically um, because the gaming business is the most, por- is the most profitable branch of Sony's uh, portfolio, uh, whereas that is not the case for Microsoft. So, just I think, a little like... Tidbit. Yeah, I I guess just for me, and I'd love to hear your opinions on this. Um, I'm just a little worried about Sony with their strategy. Like, I, I see Microsoft, um, and they're just, like, killing it, right? Like, they're going to have, like, all these amazing first-person shooters. It is wild that Halo and, like, Call of Duty are going to coexist together. Sorry, I don't know. I'm just, like, thinking out loud again. But, like, I feel like Sony's strategy has always been you know, single player, triple A action adventure. And those, those take a long time to make. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know. I think about like cyberpunk, like y'all know how much hype there was for that. Like, I don't even need to tell y'all that, you know what I mean? And then just to watch it crash and burn. Like, I'm just like, is that strategy going to work for them? And like, like no doubt they have, I mean, uncharted the last of us, like um, horizon zero dawn. Like I could go on and on. Like it's definitely been working for them, but I'm just like, are we questioning their strategy? Are we a little bit worried? Especially like, I just think like Microsoft is like, we're going to do it all right now. We got mobile, we got, you know, Call of Duty, like, you know, all that. So I'm like, I don't know. Should Sony be a little worried about their strategy? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, No, go ahead, Brittany. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think Sony is like, you know, their own thing. I mean, listen, let's not feel bad for Sony. Their consoles sell out in seconds. They have some like a V (laughs) to get a PS five right now. Like, (laughs) All my friends were like, can you help get my nephew? Here's a photo of him. Can you help him get a PS5? I was like, girl. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that to me. I'm like, nobody can get a PS5 no, right now. You know what I mean? It's not like a head person we have to schmooze with. You get one. Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. Like, listen, Sony's incredibly successful in their gaming department, and they're going to continue to be because strictly because of the IPs they have, and that's why they're always mm-hmm. going to be able to sell consoles. Like, no-brainer. But um, I think, you know obviously you know they're, they're they're not stupid and so they're obviously seeing what microsoft has done with game pass and mm-hmm. that's why those rumors of spartacus have been swirling around right i think 
what they have their strategy of like let's just put out epic games is going to last and it's going to take them far but i think at some point they will have to innovate and change things up a little bit and i think we're kind of getting like the first rumblings of that with the rumors of their new online offering so like mm-hmm. you know as long as sony has tilu and god of war and horizon and all the other amazing things that they have that we've talked about like the employees are going to be able to eat dinner every night. Yes. And and I just want to remind everybody out there that not every company needs to be a giant global behemoth in order to be successful. I think it's actually good for the industry when there's companies of different sizes that Mm -hmm. are also successful in doing great things. And it doesn't ever seem like it's been part of Sony's like global domination plan to be the company that Microsoft is, right? Like they've had decades to try to compete with them but that's clearly not what their vision is as a brand. Like they do a whole bunch of other things. I mean, they make freaking cameras and televisions. Microsoft doesn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's important to remember that they're not going to be the same company and they don't have to be. And I think it's better for the gaming community if they're not, quite honestly. Meanwhile, yeah. Nintendo's just doing cartwheels in their own universe. They're yeah. Just- speaking of this. which, Nintendo Segway had a very Ooh. good 2021. I think it was about time for us to cap that <laughs> Xbox conversation. Um, you guys may have seen that the NPD group put out a bunch of numbers for the top-selling video games of 2021, including consoles. And no surprise, the Switch was king of the mountain yet again. As Brittany said, they're just doing cartwheels by themselves <laughs> in a field, just being like, do-do-do, everything's great. <laughs> cartwheels in their own universe, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Britt, do you want to run through um, this story and this list that you pulled? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this comes from VentureBeat. The top 20 best-selling games of 2021 in the U.S. And they say the industry tracking firm, the MPD Group, has revealed the top 20 best-selling games in the United States for 2021. And this list looks a lot like last year's. And if you were guessing Call of Duty came out on top, you were right twice over. Twice <laughs> over. Can we just call that out yet again? That the the game that came out and the game the previous year are once again in the w- number one and number two spot? Which I'm telling you, so, that's, that's not going to go platform exclusive it's not gonna do it mm. continue <laughs> take please your, take a sip of your wine baby girl there you go yeah 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 <laughs> all right so number one call of duty vanguard and i'm not gonna say the numbers every time because that's gonna get very tedious so call of duty vanguard call of duty black ops cold war madden nfl 2022 20 yeah pokemon brilliant diamond shining pearl which blows my mind I, I don't no, feel like can we stop for a second like yeah. yo pokemon is number four for brilliant yeah. diamond and shining pearl this is just uh-huh. the same game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a rehash, and it's done so poorly. I, I mean, I my mind was, again, DBZ, boggled when hmm. I saw that. But going back down here, so the $2021 sales of Pokemon franchises, physical software reached its highest annual total sale since the year 2000. So in 21 years, it's made the most... Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and these fuckers, these fuckers want to know why we never get innovation in Pokemon. This is why. It's because you buy this bullshit and you put it on the top charts. This is why. <laughs> I don't understand. You have all the in the tears by Magic Carpet in the Park. You have all these people wondering, like, oh, why, why isn't Game Freak doing anything different, huh? It's because you buy everything. You they keep on buying it. Uh-huh. I'm included in this list, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she like, is. Stop. She's I an am. offender. Okay. Yes. I'm done. I'm but done. it's okay, an aim broke, right? It's like. All right. I get it, though. No, yeah. Okay. 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 Number five, Battlefield 2042, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Mario Kart 8. (laughs) Of course, number seven. And the number eight, Resident Evil Village, number nine, MLB The Show, and number 10, Super Mario 3D World. So we'll just stop there. Um, Matt Piscatella. 
said, did I say the right Piscatella? Yeah, Matt Piscatella. That's correct. I, I, yeah, I don't. I've said his name so many times. I just, I don't know. I'm so worked up over uh, Pokemon. <laughs> but so I that was amazing, by the way. Oh man, y'all need to cut that and put it on social, please. That so. was ruined. <laughs> that was ruined in there. So he also said, Resident Evil Village finished 2021 as the year's number eight best-selling game which is great because the Resident Evil Village is also RE8. Um, the franchise dollar sales-wise reached an all-time annual high for the U.S. market. So good job. Good job, Yay. Resident Evil. Nice job, Capcom. Congrats. You really, really did it. And then seven of the top 20 best-selling games of 2021 also ranked among the top 20 best sellers of 2020. That to yeah, me is the, that to me is the interesting that, yeah. stat that right? seven of the 20 were from the previous year. And I think that goes to show that a lot of games that we thought were coming in 2021 got pushed because of pandemic production delays and that we're going to be getting them either this year or we're going to be getting them in 2023. Um, and so it's just like a lot of more of the same and also a lot of people still home and homebound in a way that they didn't probably think they were going to be. We thought we were going to be out of the pandemic when the vaccine came and then boom, mm -hmm. Delta came and then Omicron came and everyone's like, I guess I'm staying home and playing video games. Yeah. I'm going to buy Pokemon for the 17th fucking time. <laughs> but I, I was surprised to see Animal Super Mario 3D still World. Animal top 15. Yeah. I was, I was like, damn, all right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and also worth noting, digital sales are not included in Nintendo games. Let me make that clear. Oh. This is just physical yeah. copies of Pokemon. Really? Made uh -huh. it to the number four spot. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Turns out Pokemon's kind of a big kind of a big franchise <laughs> really <laughs> just kidding no we talk frequently about how nintendo is just scrooge mcducking into their pool of money in japan they just oh have like a God, vault full yeah. of gold coins they, yeah. whenever they get news on the industry and how it's doing they just open their vault of gold coins and they're like oh yeah we're okay we're good yeah <laughs> it's kind of funny how you were talking you know we were talking about how sony and microsoft and the differences and everything and it's like you said it's like they all don't need to operate the same and they don't don't need to be carbon copies of each other and nintendo is just proof of that like again in their own little universe so there you go well there we go ladies and gentlemen those are the top <laughs> 2021 games I oh man i need a nap yeah, well, this is probably the longest news section we've had in a really long time, but this is also the biggest news story of probably mm -hmm. since we've been doing What's Good Games. It's probably the biggest Absolutely. news yeah. we've, ever, um, we've ever covered. Um, I do uh, want to mention two quick news bites. Uh, Dying Light 2 on Switch has been delayed. Techland has promised that the game will arrive on Switch within six months of Dying Light 2's release. Um, you know, this is probably for the best if the game wasn't performing up to snuff. You know, delay it, do it later. But it looks like the regular version of the game is still set to come out. Yes. on February 4th. And then yes. there has been some leaks of the new Pokemon game, but we're not going to talk about those leaks. If you want to chase them down and have the game spoiled for yourself, that's your own prerogative. But be aware if you are interested in playing the new Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Legends Acreus. Arceus. Arceus? Arceus, yes. Mm -hmm. um, that you should, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe mute like, it. Um, okay, <laughs> Excuse well, I did it. <laughs> no, it is a running shtick that I mispronounce everything Pokemon related. It's just oh, you're good. I mean, I get it. Those names are wild. So <laughs> yes, it mm -hmm. is. Um, but that is going to do it for our news segment. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Stick with us, everybody. We'll see you in a minute.
Welcome back, everybody. It is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast, and this is where we talk about what we've been playing and any preview events that we have gone to. And we actually have a couple new games, and it's very exciting to talk about them. So, Britt, let's start with you. You have been playing the latest outing from Drinkbox Studios, Nobody Saves the World. Yeah, this game has been so much fun and a little godsend, and I'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, this game is out. It came out on the 18th, and like you said, developed and published by Drinkbox. It supports online co-op, which is, again, made it a godsend, and it's on Game Pass. So that's really fun. So Drinkbox, mostly known for Guacamelee. I actually haven't played that myself, but I know a lot of folks know Drinkbox from that. So this is a top-down action RPG, and it has this really cute cartoon aesthetic to it and the colors are super vibrant and pretty and it's just really fun to look at and play so you are essentially this boring ass character named nobody nobody i don't know i said body we're not talking about peabody here anyway (laughs) um and you randomly wake up in a house you find this rad wand and your adventure begins and nobody if you're watching on youtube is essentially like everything's outlined in black in this game and so it's like you know black outline but the character himself is all white with just black orbs for eyes. So it's a really boring, wimpy-ass character. But the shtick with this is that there are 15 different forms that you can transform into on a whim. Now, you have to unlock every form, and that slowly happens as you level up. Um, but that's what makes the gameplay so much fun. And you can quickly change your forms by just a press of the bumper. And each form that you have. So like, let's name some. So you have like a cleric, a zombie, you can be a slug, a ghost, a turtle, (laughs) a mermaid, an archer. You can be an egg. It's like the most random set, but it's just, it makes it so much fun. And each character comes with two distinct moves that um, you can never unequip from that character. But eventually as you play, you'll be able to unlock four different moves and you'll have four or five different passives and you can mix and match. And eventually you can take moves from all of the characters and kind of create like your most perfect build that you would want. Um, And the way you level up in this game feeds into that. So you get XP from completing quests and maybe the quest is defeat 10 monsters using zombies claw attack or something cool zombie can do is you can turn monsters into other zombies and so once a monster dies but if you bit them they'll rise up again as a zombie so that's kind of fun but the other stick with a zombie is that this character is constantly rotting so if you're not eating enemies quickly enough you'll eventually explode it's just like a fun little thing the slug for example as you move the slug around he'll leave a slime trail and enemies will walk over the slime trail and they'll be slowed And so you have to complete little objectives like that, like maybe slow enemies using slug slime. It's just like incredibly fun. Um, And there's all these dungeons. It's a beefy game. We're maybe like 13, Jason and I are playing together um, and we are like 13 hours in and maybe half of the map is finished. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's not a short little thing. And there's all these randomly preceded dungeons like on the map and it, it, if you go through the dungeon and you die, like you'll have to start over, but um, you don't lose anything and it's not punishing and the dungeons are really short. And so maybe you finish a dungeon in 10, 15 minutes and you don't lose any progress. You don't lose anything like that. And so that makes it super fun and just like a like lighthearted, fun, silly game. And the writing is super silly and witty and humorous. Mm. And it's just like a feel good game. And the reason this has just been so great and I won't go in too deep into this is so I was out last week because... Jason and I just had a really like tragic death in the family and Mm -hmm. he and I, you know, when that happens, like all you can do is talk about your grief and think about what happened and, you know, go through the stages of grief, you know, which is like, we all know what those are, but 
this is the thing that kind of pulled us I don't want to say like pulled this out of it because nothing can really heal the pain of loss. But what it did do is it allowed us to talk about something different, right? We were laughing because it's such a, such a cute, witty game. And there's the writing is just so clever and it's so lighthearted. And so we were laughing and talking and strategizing and, you know, deciding which characters we wanted to be and which characters we wanted to level up. And, you know, it's it, it really was just like our saving grace during this really, really difficult time. So I want to give a huge shout out to Drinkbox. Like, the game isn't perfect, you know, but it's really fucking fun. And I think it's sitting on an eight on Metacritic if that's or an 80. Sorry, if that's something that you care about. So, I mean, universally, it's being reviewed very well. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, if you're just looking for a super fun, chill game to play by yourself or with someone, which I would highly recommend because it just is it's like the perfect little co-op game. Um, check it out on a game pass or just purchase it like they're it's totally worth your money in my opinion and you get a lot of bang for your buck in it and it's, so it's co-op like you can play yeah you can play it online co-op and it just makes oh, it fun. fun and in moments you know there's fun puzzles that you'll have to like think about but in other moments it's kind of mindless grinding which is really nice um we love the, that right some <laughs> of the boss fights can be difficult or sometimes it can be a little on the easy side it kind of depends on how you want to play, you know, there's ways to make the games difficult and there's way to make the ways to make the game easier. You can buy certain buffs, you know, you can grind if you want to. It's, it's just really fun. I mean, there, there are, like I said, it's not a, per, it's not a perfect game. But there are some downsides. Like if, you know, it's only online co-op, which I think this, this game absolutely could have supported local, but like, Hey, it is what it is. Um, you we know, need so more if, local co-op games. I'm I like, know. Bring it this back. So perfect for it. Yeah. Co-op, man. Um, the yeah. problem this has with online co-op is when someone brings up the pause menu, it pauses it for everyone and the menu pops oh, up on everyone's hate, screen. I hate that. Yeah. It's so annoying. And I and I don't quite understand why that is, but I mean, you can be different characters. You don't have to be the same character. So Jason can be the mm -hmm. slug and I can be the mermaid, for example. But if he wants to pause the game to maybe equip a new skill or a new passive ability or turn in a quest, like it pauses my game too and I can see everything he's doing. It's kind of like, I don't understand that design choice, but in no way, shape or form should it deter you from checking it out if this sounds like something fun you really want to play. So. Yeah, it's like a small criticism. Yeah. Uh, the animation looks great. And I'm like, you said the writing was really funny because I was like, oh, I wonder how the story is, you know, but it yeah. looks really, really cute. So, yeah, the story is like, you know, it's not about the story in this game. It's mostly about the gameplay and, and the progression, but in the different yeah. characters you can be. But there are lots of fun little side quests, like little one off stories that just like make us laugh. And yeah, it's really, really good. They really nailed it. So good job, Drinkbox. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you got some time to play this, and I'm glad that it was a good, you know, salve for yeah the the pain that you guys are in right now. And I'm so sorry that you guys are dealing with that. I mean, yeah. I think what's wonderful about video games is that they can be really healing. And the we talk all the time about the power of the escapism of gaming and how it's mm -hmm. can be exactly what you need at exactly the right time. So I'm glad that that game was there for you. You're here. Yeah. Um, taking yeah. a very like different tone. I'm very excited <laughs> to hear about this one though. Uh, pivot <sighs> into my time with rainbow six extraction. So this game was provided to me by Ubisoft. So thank you Ubisoft for giving me a pre-release code, but you guys may have also seen that they announced it is launching in Xbox Game Pass, which is awesome. And I can't believe that that is something that's real. 
because this game is way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, good. So, mm. And I'm glad, Jackie, that so you're here because you also know so much about Rainbow Six Siege. So I'm like so sad I haven't played this yet. They sent me the code and um, they sent it to me th- this morning, though. Um, and it was actually because Andrea was like, have you played? And I was like, I like messaged him like, yo, can you send me a code? So they sent me a code, but I just was like so busy with stuff to do today. But um. I'm I absolutely love Siege and so like Siege and Zombies like when I heard this I was just like I guess it's a virus right it's not technically it is it's the the chimera yeah Yeah, bacteria I think it is yeah I'm like so I guess it's more infected you know but um but you know what I mean it's just like the they're gonna be killing like these weird things and I so I got really excited (laughs) about it so but yeah I can't wait to hear you talk about it yeah so I, I I'm gonna pull up the so this is the cinematic reveal trailer and when we got this trailer I have to admit I was nervous I saw this and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. It feels like it's going to be a game that is maybe going to be not enough of the Rainbow Six formula. And it felt, you know, clearly this is a cinematic. So I was like, it felt a little cartoony. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if this is something that I want. There's just so many co-op shooters that deal with this kind of like zombies infected theme. And I... I was just very much like lowering my expectations for what I was going to get from Rainbow Six Extraction. But mm-hmm. cut to um, the actual game, and I am very impressed with what I've been playing so far. So Yay. I have this video. So I didn't um, capture any of my personal gameplay footage. Um, so I have this from the Ubisoft North America um, channel, which is some gameplay, which mm-hmm. sh- is showcasing oh my some God, of the um, operators, some of the skills and things. So if you are familiar with Rainbow Six Siege, you will recognize all of the operators in the game and their specials. What I love about the gameplay of Extraction versus Siege is that you actually get to use your specials a lot more in Extraction because it's so limited with what you can do with your specials in Siege. But but here it's like it's essentially on a cooldown and then you can get refresh or recharge your ability throughout the level by looking for oh, chests cool. that have essentially like ability cards in them. And I love that because it makes me feel like I can actually experiment more with the operator. So when I go back to Siege, I feel like I'll, I'll be a little bit more confident with operators that I didn't really spend a lot of time with. And the way that they unlock operators is that you start with X amount of operators and then you kind of do these in-game scientific studies and it unlocks operators in groups. And so I've just, I have the two first rows of operators unlocked. If you were watching at youtube.com slash what's good games, I don't have the bottom row of operators unlocked yet, but, and I assume that they're going to be adding more operators as time goes goes on but what I really love about the the gameplay of extraction is that it takes what you love about Rainbow Six Siege so like the really tight crispy FPS gameplay and it kind of marries it with the objective based play that you get with a game like Call of Duty Zombies and I really enjoyed my time with zombies and I feel like Comparing them head to head isn't really fair because they're very different games in a lot of ways. Um, it, it almost feels a little bit more like Back for Blood, but then it kind of has like a little bit of a sprinkling of what GTFO was doing. But clearly, GTFO is in like a class of its own as far as like how difficult that game is. But Extraction is 
three player co-op so you can either play solo you can play with two people or you can play as three with three people you can also public matchmake now i didn't get to test out the public matchmaking because i was playing pre-release so i attempted to matchmake once and then clearly couldn't find anybody because you know the pool of players is very small right now Uh, but once the game is live of course that will change um and so you can either play solo or, or not now i will say playing solo in this game is very difficult, (laughs) especially on the higher difficulty tiers. There are four difficulty tiers. And it's just, you can do certain missions, but you don't know which three missions you're going to get. So essentially at the start of each zone, there's like um, four different geographical locations. It's, um, uh, you start in... um, New York, and then it's San Francisco, Alaska, and I can't, think of the fourth place off the top of my head but each zone you know that has three sub zones and each of those sub zones when you load into it will randomly generate three different mission types and then of those three mission types you can choose to extract between so the kind of idea is that you complete the objective in the first um, mission and then you can either extract with the XP that you've earned or you can keep going with potentially risking you know what you've earned so far if you you know die right so ah. and what's really fascinating about what this game does is that when you die in the game it's not a true death but you go into this state that's it's, it's kind of like a down but not out but not really because you are encased in stasis foam and then your operator is considered MIA. So when you go back to Rainbow Headquarters and you reload into another mission, you can't play as that operator until you go rescue them. So they're kind of like blacked out from your roster list of operators you can choose from and then you have to go and complete a rescue mission and get them out of the subzone that they were attacked in, which I think is a really unique and interesting mechanic that I haven't really yeah. seen before. And I really like what they're doing with that because it really forces you to experiment with a lot of different operators, which is great because when I play Siege, and and Jackie, I would love to hear from you on this, is that I always end up playing as the same operators. I have the ones that I'm good at, I that I'm confident with, and as long as nobody else on my squad or that I'm matchmaking with has snagged them first, I'm like always going to play Valkyrie, right? <laughs> it's just like, that's, you know, you have your kind of tunnel vision, and I like that Distractions kind of making me experiment. Who's a uh, who's kind of the people that you always play with? Oh, you're on mute again. Sorry about that. Okay, um, I would kept kept on doing that because when I'm drinking, I have this metal straw, and I feel like I'm ringing a bell. Don't even guys, worry so. about it. It's all yeah, good. my bad. So I kept on muting it. Um, for me, like I absolutely love Sophia, um, and then I usually do Rook. Um, Rook is great. But, yeah, but so. What something you said that like really hit me was that this game Siege is so intimidating because there's so many operators and they have so much utility and this is kind of like practice for it. You know what I mean? And it's like you're you're not you're not thrown in with a team or with randoms and you're not letting them down because you effed up your utility. Like to this day, when I play Siege, I feel. I feel so much pressure to make sure that I use my gadget well and I use my utility effectively. Cause if not, like I just feel like I've like let everyone down and low key, I always pick people who are, have really easy utility. That's why I'm like <laughs> Zofia. It's like soft breach. You know what I mean? Um, sledge is a hammer. Sledge is Rook great. Literally puts down the armor. Rook and is I important. have still, 
I still have fucked that up sometimes. My friends are like, sweaters, sweaters, sweaters. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it is kind of funny because I, like, Habana is a hard breacher. And, like, she's someone who I've I've never, I never mess with her. Because I just, I feel like it's an incredibly important utility. And it makes me just so nervous to even think about playing her and letting down the team. Mm -hmm. I, I Like, when you said that, I literally was like, this is, and I'll be honest, a big issue with Siege has always been that it's a very daunting intimidating game because they literally have so many operators and then they all have their specific skill set you know and they're and all there's so many different like i guess you would call classes you know what i mean like there there's so many differentiations and they're all they they used to add like two operators every update but i think they knocked it down to one because it was just like the meta is too so difficult crazy. to follow yeah it, it's an extremely hard meta to follow so like what i like is like I think a lot, and also, I mean, this comes with, like, all games, not just Siege, but, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, people can be pretty harsh with you, you know what I mean? So it's, like, the Mm -hmm. fact that this is, like, I I literally can't think of a better way to describe it than safe space. Like, I, like, you, as soon as you said that, I got, like, even more excited, because I think initially I was... I, when I, it first dropped, I was just like, oh my God, I get to see my favorites, like Ella and like Nomad. And you know what I mean? I was just like excited to see my, my favorite faces, like in this, this kind of uh, infected setting. Right. But yeah. now that you, you've talked about it, like, I, I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious now that Ubisoft was like, how do we get people familiar and comfortable with this game? And then maybe when they feel comfortable here, they're going to probably play Siege. I think I'm, I undoubtedly think that that was what the plan was then. So I mean, I, ho- that's, I that's hope good. so. I would love a reason to go back to Siege and feel more confident in that game. Like you said, I think that, you know, you get kind of overwhelmed with how to play in a, in a PvP competitive setting. And, For you know, sure, being able yeah. to go into solo mode here definitely is helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would absolutely recommend, you know, keeping to the lower level difficulties until you feel confident or until your operators are are leveled up. So there is a great progression system. And what's interesting about the progression system is if you get your operator um, down in an MIA state and then you go back to rescue them, but you fail at the rescue attempt, you will actually Mm -hmm. lose experience on that operator until you get to... I believe until you get to level 10. And so once you get to level 10, then you kind of like you're locked, you've locked your progression. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be interested to see how they support this post launch. And if there's going to be like a prestige mode, if there's going to be a way to continue leveling and what kind of like end game content are they going to add? But all of the things that you love about Rainbow Six Siege, if you guys play it, if you're listening and you play, um, mm-hmm. if you love the defensive part of that game, you're going to really enjoy your time with Extraction because it's so much more about being defensive because so much of the actual attacking gameplay is about being stealthy because a lot mm-hmm. of these um, arcane is what they're called get set off um, and they put out these yells, these screams to alert not only nearby enemies, but these okay. nests. Yeah, so that's that's a uh, an operator who's been encased in stasis foam. Oh my gosh, that you're how rescuing. creepy. So that's actually something I wanted. To, so the reason, I mean, I'm interested in this for two reasons. One is I've always loved listening to you talk about Siege, but it's, you know, PvP. I don't, homie don't play that. I don't do that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I, no way. But this is not that. 
and so that's really exciting to me because again, like a good way to dip my toes into it without worrying yeah. about getting yelled at people. But two, yes. I've always yeah. been interested because it looks creepy as hell. Now in the mm-hmm. promo trailers we saw, it looked really creepy. Is it actually creepy? Yes. That's a good question. Yeah, no, yeah. your heart your heart will beat because these are these enemies, once they spot you, they're very aggressive. And they run at oh, you fun. and there's a bunch of different enemy types. There's, you know, the ones that explode, there's the ones that have like the caustic clouds. And then there's the big guys that like swing their like hammer arms at you. There's ones that run at you. There's the yes. the the cloaked the cloaked ones. Like mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of different kinds of um oh, arcane. And you know what's really interesting about where I think this game could go is that it's gonna hopefully you know set up some more narrative for the Rainbow Six world because we get, you know, like sprinklings of cutscenes mm-hmm. in Siege, but it's nothing like what you get here. So I love that right off the bat, you get these cutscenes with Thermite and Ash and you get to see them as people and not as operators in their full gear, which is great. Oh, so cool, yeah. And there's all kinds of cutscenes with other operators that really kind of fleshes out the world. So even if you've never played Rainbow Six Siege, I think you can absolutely still dive headfirst into extraction if you're into co-op gameplay and have a really great time with this game. I mean, I am so like excited about being able to play more of this. It's just tough because like people who listen to the show every week know I keep I keep saying this like playing multiplayer games when you have a baby is just tough. You have to like do appointment gaming and thankfully I, I had a couple people who really helped me out. I got to play some rounds with uh, the nanobiologist and Doc Brooke. That was really fun. So thank you friends for playing with me. I also got to play with Aww. Rihanna Manuel and Danny Pena. So I, be, I believe Danny's going to be talking about it on Gamertag Radio. Um, but you know I just... I just could not be more happy with how this game came out. So if you are a player and lover of Rainbow Six Siege, you do not want to sleep on Extraction. My God, you're making me so excited. I'm like, I got to I gotta play now. I'm like, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm man. excited to hear it's scary, too, because I was like, maybe it'll just be like kind of like you're just shooting shit. You know I what mean, I mean? It gets intense. Like, So we played a couple um, Extractions on level two of four, and it was it, it just gets so hairy because like the amount of arcane that are in the level like dramatically increases with each difficulty you go up mm. and then it's like the nest amount also increases and if they set off a nest the nest will continue to spawn new enemies until you destroy the nest and mm. some extraction missions are have situations where there's like a bunch of nests like you can walk into a room and there's like 15 nests and so if you fuck up the stealth or if somebody in your squad fucks up the stealth you're screwed right like the nests all start popping um like mobs at you and then it's like a then it's like a run around and the thing about it is that it's still siege gameplay in that there's no regenerative health once your health is ticked down that's it you can buy you can find med packs in the world. And if you bring Doc on your crew, which is, feels like you almost always have to bring Doc with you, yeah, um, yeah. you know, he can boost you, but his boosts aren't infinite. You know, he only has X amount of boosts until you find another um, ability chest. And so it's like, well, you have to be very strategic about how you're shooting because you only have 100 points of health. And then once those are gone, they're gone, you know? And then you can only, the med kits that you pick up are not, they don't bring your health back up. They are just like an overshield. They like buff you and then it degrades over time. And so mm-hmm. it really is trying to marry that 
I don't want to call it like survival horror gameplay because it's not really, but it's more of the, the kind of tactical gameplay you get in Siege with, you know, the, a more co-op experience that feels a little bit more like a horde mode. Like, it's not like you can go in there and just like spray your bullets everywhere. Um, the suppressor... Uh, attachment on your gun is going to be your best friend. Okay. okay. Noted. <laughs> no, I, first of all, I suck at stealth, y'all. My whole life, I've, my, the way so I operate, the way I play, I'm a tank. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, go in, kill everything. I'm Leroy Jenkins, That's like 100%. Me. I know. No, I'm like, it's, it's so bad. And so whenever I play like, the last of us or like any game like that where i have to be like creeping and then like you know snap their neck or stab them with something or whatever i'm just like they're so scary for me because i'm just so bad at it yeah does that make sense like i'm oh, just yeah. like god like the whole time I'm, like <laughs> so stressed out um i did have a question for you andrea yeah so like some of them like i don't know who you've played with but like I'm like, how would alibis um, utility work? Like, cause you just, she just like sets up decoys. So like, do they, will they go for the decoy? Like some, yeah, some so of them the, just kind of the, interested cool how they work. What's cool about alibis um, decoy is that when you throw the decoy out, um, it's great as a distraction. So if you enter a room okay, and there's like a sense. bunch of enemies, if you throw yeah. the decoy, all of the enemies that attack her decoy are then tagged in the world, so they have like a red outline. Oh, so it's a great way. So alibi is like a really good pick. Then I yeah, feel like. she's she's a great pick. I mean, I think the OP pick right now is Lion because he's got the heartbeat sensor, and so yeah. when he pulls out the sensor, what I really love. Or you about, mean pulse? Pulse, right? Oh, uh, uh, yes, pulse. I'm thinking about um, oh. Lion's drone. Um, so line it's like has, it's line can track where you are if you if right, right. Like so he's got uh, yeah. the so pulse is good too um so pulse can see where the nests are and if there's vips so like if you're on like a rescue mission and you're trying to find the operator like the mm -hmm. as as nanobiologists call them the cheeto um because they're encased in stasis foam they look he's like they look like a giant cheeto and i was like do they say that <laughs> they oh, they, no they don't say that in the game they no, do look no, like a giant just, cheeto he, he, he was just like, like a a, um uh, one of yeah. the guys i was playing with um that's so but, funny um you can detect where they are through walls with the heartbeat sensor. Uh -huh. um, but Lion has the drone that will detect movement and enemies and in, in, uh, near through walls nearby, which is great because you can like throw out your drone and then you can, everybody sees. So it's not just Lion or Pulse that see. Everybody on your team can see what the ability is showing, which I think is a really nice touch. So that kind of makes those specific operators a little bit more desirable than say some others. Like when I think about playing with, um, I was playing with Ella. Um, at first, I didn't play with her at all because I was like, I don't really need like a concussive grenade, but she's got a stun grenade as her ability. But what I realized is that it actually is pretty great when you're overwhelmed and surrounded by enemies. You can throw it out and it kind of like stuns everybody and gives you a chance to escape. Because like I said, you don't want to really get engaged in close combat quarters with these enemies and they will rush you because once your health is gone, like you uh, can die really quickly and getting revived from a down but not out state is you know not always easy hmm. i'm really excited to see yeah i'm really excited to see how um like all their utility transfers and like there's a few of them on here that like i've always wanted to play more but i was just way too nervous to do it when i was like with my stack because i just didn't want to have that pressure so now i'm going to be like whatever we're 
we're killing arcane people. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. No, you're going to, you're going to love it because you, you just get all those kind of breach and clear tactics from siege, you know, cause they're the, the destructible environments too. I didn't even bring up on how fun that is in the gameplay. And I haven't really experimented with sledge because I think, Oh, he, he's so fun. I think he would be something oh, that would like be my more fun yeah. once I get a little bit more confident because he's it's not so a, fun when you're hitting shit. You're just I like, know, but see, he's again, not a sneaky player though. That's that's uh, true. Yeah, that like and no, he's Brittany's no. character for sure. He's a face tank for sure. Yes, yes. Um, but like his hammer stuns when it hits enemies in the game, which is great. It's a nice little because they some oh, of the people's so abilities cool. have like little tweaks that make it a little bit more appropriate for extraction. But you, mm. everybody is equipped with a black light on their guns, so you can see enemies through walls. And so when you you get to a destructible wall, you can like headshot enemies through destructible walls kind of like murder holes and siege and it's just <laughs> ah, it's just so satisfying and i'm so happy it came out so good and i'm excited to see where it goes oh, oh i'm happy you enjoyed it i had yay. heard a lot of mixed things about it um you know i think it's sitting at like a 70 overall but yeah, yeah I'm not, but that's okay though like it can still be a fun entertaining game despite flaws and that's what matters is that you enjoy it yeah i guess i haven't read what the criticisms of the game are mm. Yeah, me neither. I just saw the number. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Sounds about right. Cool. I've done my research for this game since I know Andrea's going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, <laughs> listen, if you have Xbox Game Pass, try it for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That, that, that's right. Game Pass for that. Game Pass for nobody saves the world. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I think, I honestly think Rainbow Six's extraction is definitely going to to benefit from being in Game Pass. Um, so I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why... I guess I don't know why people would hate on this game. I've been having so much. I've been having so much fun with it. Interesting. I'll be honest. The like siege community can be super critical about stuff. So like mm-hmm. I I haven't played it yet. Um, but maybe like they don't like some of the utility changeups or something, or or maybe they don't find it as as fun or anything. I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? But probably like, maybe, the repetition of it is that you know, yeah. especially in the beginning, it it can feel a little grindy going back to the same areas and having to do essentially like just a rotating um bunch of missions on the same maps but i mean that's that's siege too though it's not like there's an infinite amount of maps when you're playing siege you're playing the same maps over and over and over again yeah maybe the people who have been reviewing it poorly don't understand how multiplayer games work Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I was just like, I was going to say, I was like, when you said the repetition thing, I was like, well, and then there's Siege, which is like. <laughs> you just play that. the same fucking map. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like forever. And it's funny that you're talking about being a mom and just like, it's just like those first person shooter games, you know what I mean? Like they, they take a lot of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to say, I've been playing Valorant and I'm like, I'll be like, oh, we just played like, you know three rounds or matches or whatever you want to call it, you know, and I'll, and then I'll be like, shit, it's been like two hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like wild how time flies with that stuff. So yeah, I'm like, I don't have anything cool to talk about for what I'm playing. I'm playing Valorant. I've only, I just started. So I know the game has been out for a while, but I was just like, I was grinding on Call of Duty Warzone and playing it like all the time. And all of my friends were like, you got to play Valorant. You got to play Valorant. So I was like, okay. So, um, I hopped over and I think I've played it maybe like, I want to say like a week, 
so I'm pretty pretty new, you know. Um, but it's been killing me because in Call of Duty Warzone, you know, you strafe when you're shooting, so you're like, you know. And in Valorant, you have to stop shoot and then strafe, stop shoot and then strafe, and it's like, it's been tough. It's been a tough transition, but. Um, I love the maps. I love the characters. I love the utility. Um, I'm sure everyone's been saying this. It's like CSGO meets Overwatch um, meets Siege. You know what I mean? So it's like it definitely caters to everything that I absolutely love. Um, so I have a really bad feeling I'm going to get super addicted to this and play it all the time. So that'll be great. <laughs> I mean, you, you could. You, there's nothing wrong with play with play more games, but I'm glad that you brought up Valorant because I think it's a game yeah. that I would love to talk more about. But I spent such a little time with it when it first came out because, yeah. let's be real, that game is fucking hard. It's super it hard, is. and the community that's playing it are all really good. And They're I really good. absolutely <laughs> suck playing on mouse and keyboard. And I think they have controller support now. Um, I might, yeah, I'm not but, sure. But maybe it, not like it matters because like but the that people game is, are really good. Yeah, yeah. the game's so hyper competitive. It's like, yeah, I'm better on controller on a PC than I would be on mouse and keyboard on a PC. Yeah. But I'm still gonna get my ass handed to me over and over again. Mm -hmm. But I did have fun playing it in the in the sessions that I did play. Um, do you find that you still are enjoying your time, or do you think that it's like the scene of around Valorant is still like hyper competitive? Okay, so I suck. I'm trash. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm my friend. Like, because when I was like in Call of Duty Warzone, like, I was never like getting like 20 kills. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, I'm not that type of player. Your KD's like, not I, like six and when you're playing, right? A hundred percent. So like, you know, like on a good day, I'd get like six kills. I'd be like, wow, I really contributed. But typically, like, I'm like a three kill person, you know? So, um, so when I play Valorant right now, I'm getting like one or two. And like, that's really bad considering how how many rounds there are and um my friends are getting like roughly like 10 to 12 you know what i mean so like i'm really bad and i and like i said it's just or i mean andrew was kind of talking about this it's just like the people who are playing are like diehards and they're really really good um and so it's just like i know i have like a, a big learning curve ahead of me but i really i really like the characters and i think it's because it's you know, it's got the utility that Siege has, um, and then it's got, like, the Overwatch, um, like, ultimate, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you are trying to build up that ability and then, like, use your ultimate, you know? Um, and then, obviously, it's, like, very, very much like CSGO. So, it's, like, it just, like, brought together a lot of things that I really like. So, I'm just, like, I just hope I can grind and get better. But the craziest part about the whole thing is I am never the healer. Never ever been the effing healer and for some reason i'm like really vibing with the character sage huh. I, I don't know if it's because i'm not very good so i feel safe because like you know what i mean i'm like i put yeah. up yeah. the wall you know like if, if there's danger i'm like wall and then i'm like okay someone needs help like i'll heal him you know like wall. so it's like i feel like safer being her yeah playing but, support like, is fun yeah, and it's not usually like my like I love, but I I've, I've actually been liking it because it, 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 the game's so fast that you still are like getting gunplay. You know what I mean? You're still like in a lot of action. But one of the funniest things is like she throws one of the abilities. She throws a like ball, and it like makes the ground ice. And then like if enemies walk on it, you can obviously hear them. You know, um, so it's like a really good defensive play. But 
um, my friend needed to heal and the ball looks the same, right? So when the ball comes up, it looks the same. She's like, heal me, heal me. And I just threw the ice floor at her. And I was like, whoops. <laughs> and then she got killed. I got killed. It was like game over. But I was just like, nobody clipped that. Like, nobody. <laughs> and then everybody I mean, clipped it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then everybody. I was just like, and then my friends are so nice who play with me. They're like, it's okay. It's an honest mistake. And I was like, God, I was so mad at myself, you know, but it's like, I'm just learning. So it's fun. And then also, I don't know the names of anything yet. So that one I call, I'm like, ice feet, ice feet to your right. And like, they're like, what? I'm, they're like, actually, ice feet is appropriate, but definitely not what it's called. So it's like, it's all the funs of like learning a new game. Um, and then kind of throwing it back, I'm playing Dark Souls. Um, so wait, are my you playing was, the um, the the remade one? No, I'm not playing the remaster. I'm playing. So um, I don't want to get like super heavy here. I mean, I know both of you know um, my brother passed away five years ago and he was like my best friend. And we were both like obsessed with video games and anime. And um, after he passed away, my parents sent me his gaming PC, but they don't know anything about that stuff. Right. So they sent me his gaming PC in a box. Like oh. no padding. Oh, <gasps> Oh no! Exactly. I'm so like your guys's reaction. Like, <laughs> not many people understand that. Like, you know, unless you're a gamer, because my friends will be like, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you no, know you what I mean? So hand, you hand carry CPU towers, right? Like, a hundred percent. Or they're like, I got one from AMD, and it was like in rock hard foam yes. and like like yeah. a foot of styrofoam around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So, um, I had to rebuild that thing from scratch, but it, and it was actually like a really emotional. Uh, like kind of cathartic journey, you know? Um, but like I've taken it. I, I, I also got access to a steam account. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's crazy, but you know, like for me at the time I was just like, you know, he's my best friend. So I was like trying to stay connected to him, like in every way that I could, you know? So I'm trying to play some of the games that like he really loved. Um, and so he loved dark souls. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to play it. And it's like the graphics are so bad. Cause you know, like how old is that game now? And I, I just right. downloaded it off of his steam, but I like everyone talks about how hard that game it is. And undoubtedly it is the fucking hardest like it's insane and i think it's even harder because it's not remastered so yeah, it's like a little like, why did you do that time. to yourself why didn't you just the I don't remaster know. I, was so well reviewed I probably you know what i probably should just do it but then i was just like i it just downloaded off of steam to just see if i liked it you know what i mean i'm right. like am yeah. i what, am i gonna fuck with this or not you know so yeah. uh, i am it's amazing and it's it's one of those games that it's like you know Brittany, you're talking about like the mindless grinding I know it's, like, super frustrating, but, like, sometimes it's just, like, nice, like, killing all that stuff and then uh -huh. going back and strategizing differently and, like, you know, like, believe me, there's sometimes, like, I'll be positive for eight rounds and then the eighth one I'll be, like, throwing my controller. I'm, like, why in the, you know, but then, <laughs> but there's a part of it that's, like, really, really nice. And then, I again, I feel, like, kind of connected to Ian while yeah. I'm playing. So it's it's been a really, really, like, nice experience lately, like, that I've been doing. But um, I think I might have to just get the remastered because it is it's like glitchy and they're like just so like 
blurry. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm sure he would understand. He yes. Just, he would like, be like, exactly. what are you doing, good, Jackie? Jackie? Play the cool yeah, thing. Exactly. The new thing. <laughs> exactly. And then I think I'm, I'm going to have to try Portal too. So um, I'm, the first Portal, which I know everyone like speaks so highly of. Oh my God. So it's like, one of the best video games ever made. Oh, I love how you guys lit up. Yeah. So I'm like, I think that one will be after Dark Souls. So. Oh, that'll be a much different experience, a much more lighthearted experience. Yay. <laughs> you will love, love it. Portal. And what's great about the first Portal is it's also a very short game. Yeah. Um, it's, so it, it won't take, to, take too much of your time. And then Portal 2 is still one of my top 10 best games of all time. Oh, I it's love like, it. It's like gaming yes. perfection. It's just so, so good. Oh, God. We're, Valve, make Portal 3. Just do it, you cowards. No. Do it. I know. Microsoft to buy Valve. Oh, Let's my go. gosh. Can oh, girl. Okay, we're going to end on that note. No, uh, if anybody <laughs> could afford it, maybe they can't well, anymore. I don't know. Oh, we gosh. said the same thing after fucking ZeniMax acquisition, remember? We're like, they're going to take a break. <laughs> I know, but gosh. again, $70 billion is not to be overlooked. That is cash. That's a big chunk of their cash. In cash. Program. They were like, let's just add that in there. Like, like, I was can we get like, a discount if we pay cash? I know, seriously. <laughs> I wonder Shave like, a billion or two off. Like, what was that negotiation like, right? Like, oh they're like, okay, will you take like three billion off? Like, what like what if what was the incentive of paying with cash? And like how much did that reduce the price if it did? I don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm just like, how did that negotiation go down? You know, like I'm like, I can only imagine. So to be a fly on the on the wall for sure yeah. but um it's been so wonderful having you we do have just a couple questions that we'd like yeah. to ask because i feel like i need to do a whole separate podcast with you talking about everything you've done in mm -hmm. video games and because we've talked so we had talked so much about the this xbox news that i was like we have to get you back on the show um so yeah. we can talk about it but we do Dude, have a couple anytime. questions time but first and foremost, I want to thank you all for bringing me on here. Um, both of you are legendary in the scene. And when I, um, I've met Andrea like a few times, but um, I will never forget when I first saw Andrea in, in action. And it was a few years ago. It was at E3. I think you were hosting EA Play, probably. EA Play, right? Yeah, I was like, I think yeah. that was it. Yeah. And I was just so blown away, like how talented you are mm -hmm. and just like, and I was like, I want to be like that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I hope like I can have an energy like that. So like, I've, I've That's been like really a big sad. fan really for nice. a long time. <laughs> and then obviously like a big fan of the show and like, Brittany, you're just a staple in this community. And, you know, when I met with um, Andrea at the Arcane event, I was just like, you know, like us gamer girls have to stick together. And um, like, I just think you all are doing something so great with this podcast and your like whole movement. So um, thank you guys for having me on. Aww, and I'm definitely Jackie. more than happy to come nice. back whenever. And yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I thought I was gonna be just like chilling with y'all. And then I was like reading 80 <laughs> articles today. I was like, Wall Street Journal, Finance, <laughs> Yahoo. I was like taking notes because I was like, you know, like this isn't like something like you can just, you know, like you gotta know your facts and research. So I was just like cracking up because I was like, oh God, of course Go when figure. I'm gonna come on. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I had a blast. It was really fun talking to y'all. So well, that is very, very kind of you. Dick. Um, but I mean, you have been doing some amazing projects, and I just like sprinkled a couple of them at the very top of the show. Um, but friend of the show, Jared Petty, wants to know how does Jackie endure being the best and also perfect in every way? 
Okay, so Jared, <laughs> no my pressure. answer to that is how do you endure the burden of being the best and perfect in every way? Um, Jared's just another, like, what... What's so great about the industry that we're in is just like, God, I've met so many like amazing humans and Jared is like undoubtedly like one of the best human beings I've ever met. And the craziest thing is that I followed Jared before I even got into the gaming industry. I was still a TV news reporter, um, but you know, I liked video games. So I was like, oh, he's cool. You know what I mean? So um, I, and I always loved his stuff, but like he, I, and I said this on his podcast and I like broke down crying on his podcast because cancer rising y'all you know I get a little emotional sometimes but um sorry if y'all ain't into astrology <laughs> no I love but, astrology uh, let's go <laughs> okay good I was like that cancer rising came out hard I was like oh my gosh but um he used to just be so candid about his mental health on um twitter and you know that was a time in my life where you know I was in tv news and you weren't allowed to be yourself or speak your your truth uh and and be your authentic self you know and that's still something I kind of struggle with today like I still second guess myself all the time and lord have mercy do I struggle with my own mental health stuff but like he really helped me um and I I tell him this all the time but like his tweets like you know like they they made me take a harder look at myself and what I want to do in my life and um to take a look at my mental health and not be afraid to be vocal about it and seek out help and everything so I think he is like one of the best human beings in the world. And I don't think he even knew that his little tweets had such an impact. And and honestly, Andrea, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but we talked about it during the break. But like just how candid you were about like your pregnancy, like, you know, what I mean? for me as someone who hasn't had a kid yet, like I was like, thank God people are saying this stuff, you know, so it's like. I don't know. I just I really appreciate people speaking their truths, but it's also really hard. And I think it's very brave. So like props to y'all because all three of you are really good at speaking your truths. But, um, Jared, I love you. I ain't even going to answer that question. You silly. <laughs> it was kind of an unfair, Jared, I love kind you. Of an unfair question <laughs> I know. Uh, to so begin funny. with. So let's go with a more realistic question from Devin. Uh, what mm. was Jackie's game of the year last year? And what is her favorite art style slash direction in a game? Oh, man. What was my favorite game? Uh, Resident Evil Village. Oh, yeah. I yes. can't believe I even had to think about that for a second. actually, Because I was like, oh, and then I was like, nah. Um, obviously, as a tall lady, I'm 6'2". So, I mean, <laughs> we got a little other tall lady. Um, though she's like, what was she? Nine like, eight feet, feet tall, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nine? I was like, yeah. something absurd. God, whenever she ducked under a doorway, I literally was like shitting myself. Yeah. Like I don't know why it was so scary. I remember that because it's sixty nine backwards. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I get it. They, that Giggity. is one hundred percent what they did there. Um, but I don't know why she scared the shit out of me. Like you know when she's just like following you around the house, and, and I was like, like clomping with her shoes. Yeah, and I'm like, why is this scary? Because, like, I know I can run from her. And then also I can always go to the fat guy and be safe. You know what I mean? But for some reason, <laughs> I would just be, like, sweating bullets, <laughs> screaming. Um, but without a doubt, the most traumatizing um, part of that game was the the slime giant baby. Oh, God. Dude. Mm-hmm. I, Brittany yeah. texted me and was like, I don't know if you've gotten to this part of the game yet, but it was really triggering because um, we both were preg- we both were still pregnant when we were playing that game, and we were like, "Oh God, oh God, this oh, is terrifying." Well, oh. 
Oh, Yo, yeah. I didn't even think about that for you two, but oh, no, here yeah. We were like moms to be, and I'm already terrified of that. And now there's this giant slime like fetus going dad dad in the hallway. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. This is it what was... it's gonna come out like. Oh, and God. did you guys get catch but did you guys get caught by the baby or did you escape effectively? I, I was playing on baby ass baby mode, so I never got caught. So you I got, got caught, caught in the elevator. Britt, yeah, that was I- that was the most horrific way anyone could ever go. Oh, like yeah. it was, I literally, I'm, I, I can still remember it vividly. Like I was just like, oh. and the crazy part was when I was going down, I literally didn't talk for like 10 seconds. Like my stream oh, was yeah. like, and I literally just sitting there and I was like, because yeah. <laughs> like, I was just so traumatized Dude. at how it, it kills you. I, Andrew, you might want to go. Actually, no, don't go back. No. It, I'll it, find it. A, I'm sure there's a clip that yeah. exists on YouTube of somebody dying. It Maybe I'll just go to your you Twitch and channel and watch it. It's you down its like throat, and it's and you're trying to not go in, and, and then you you get you you go inside, and there's like green. It, it was like it was it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I literally had to it. take off my headphones and just sit there in silence. I could, yeah. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. So anyway, that was, that's my answer for that. Um, it was, that was top notch. Um, ooh, art style direction in a game. Is there a particular type of art that Gosh. you really gravitate towards? Like, for me, that's a there's a really good question. I yeah, gravitate sorry, no. a, away from a specific type of art. There isn't like one that I gravitate towards, but maybe mm. you're like, I love cell shaded or I love pixel art or I love. No, I absolutely hate Fortnite. Ah. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I love first person shooters and all my friends are like, let's play Fortnite, let's play Fortnite. And I'm like, I don't know why. I just, and people love, obviously, I don't even tell you all, like people are obsessed with that game. And for some reason, the animation just like doesn't hit right with me, which is funny because I think it's not terribly far off for Valorant. But for some reason, Valorant's yeah. like a little bit more anime. So, oh, but the so shooting for me, in Valorant is so snappy. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I could never get into Fortnite. But honestly, I like stuff that's really unique. So nobody saves the world, like mm-hmm. really hid. And I do kind of like retro stuff. I know we were talking about Celeste earlier, and all I could think of was oh, like, oh, Celeste. that looks really fun. And actually, dang it, I probably don't have the article, but I was looking at um, big games coming out on Xbox, and there's one where it's supposed to be very retro looking, and and I think like um, pixelated and stuff like that, and it was bringing me back to my youth with like you know Sega and and all that stuff. Like it just it looked like straight out of something like from like Streets of Rage or something. And I mm. God, I wish I knew the title. I was just reading about it, and I was like, I low key like some some retro stuff like that too. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yay. Um, and then I know that you don't really have an answer to this question, but we put it in here because I think it would be fun to talk about um, about it. But Pierre the Gamer 2K19 says, would Jackie ever host E3 again? Duh. Easy. Bobby. <laughs> you want to know why I would host E3 again? Um, it's like obviously one. Like, first of all, you all don't even know. Like, I... I don't even know how I got that gig. And Jared um, actually, like, interviewed me before. Like, literally, um, my agent called me and was like, hey, uh, so, you know, they reached out and, uh, you know, they want you to work for E3. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, some, like, ancillary stuff, like, some, like, side videos, like, on their social media. And he was like, no, no, they, like, want you to, like, host E3. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, uh, like, a, like a roaming reporter or, like, like a correspondent. They're like, no, they want you to host E3 <laughs> with like Greg Miller and Golden Boy. And I was like, 
you know, like I like literally didn't even know what to say. (laughs) And, um, obviously like super humbled and like grateful because obviously there's a lot of amazing women in in this industry. I'm I'm sitting next to two of them virtually, I guess not really sitting next to them, but you know what I mean? Um, we're all together. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't, I honestly don't think I'd be here without y'all. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, YouTube been super inspiring to me. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Naomi Kyle. Like oh, that, that girl. Great. Yeah. She's like, she, um, you know, is like a quiet chill person, but then also like is really business minded. And, um, like she's, she gave me so much advice and there were so many times and y'all know this, like this industry it's, when you're an uh, on-camera host, it's got its ups and downs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys. I constantly struggle with imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. She's she's always been like, "You're good at what you do. Shut up." You yeah, know what cut I mean? that out. Like, okay, okay. You know, so I actually Aww. have to catch up with her. I, I know I'm going to tell her I brought her up, but she's she was someone who was always really nice to me. But um, yeah, I mean, without a doubt. Um, but you know, one of the best experiences of E3, and I told Andrea this, was like I like idolized Greg Miller, you know, and so meeting him, I was nervous as fuck. Oh. And um he was just like, Yo, what's up? Like super excited to work with you. And he's, I was like, He's okay. super chill. He's like a really, the really chillest. kind chill person. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Golden Boy is great too, but I think like Golden Boy I had seen on other esports events, and like we're with the same agency, and so like obviously Go- Golden Boy is legendary in his own right. You know right. what I mean? He's like the king of esports, like right now. Like, and oh, he yeah. works a G four. No, he's on like, fire. He's, like, yeah. Yeah. But um, I think like just because we work at the same agency, like I just and I've met him before, you know, so I was like, oh, great to see you again. But like to work with Greg was super cool. And then like just to see how nice he was and uh, he was just like constantly making me laugh. And I think like sometimes he could tell I was nervous because like we were broadcasting to like, I don't even know, like a million people at some points. And I was just like and he would always just make me feel calm. And you guys is on camera people, you know what it's like to have like a host have your back. Yeah. I'm sure you've been in the opposite situation. So when you have a a host who's like got your back and like wants to see you succeed, like nothing feels better, you know? So absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would come back, but I definitely want to have my crew. You know what I mean? Like the people who were like, just there, bring Brittany just and I next time. You know, we were oh a little God. busy last week, you know, uh, I just would a little bit, little, that. um, disp- indisposed, but yeah, this E3, I would love that. let's, let's go. Not that I want to kick Greg and Golden Boy to the curb, but I mean, like, my God. it's by the, the three of us. It's no, the power. It, like, it's the year of the femme. Let's, let's, br- let's bring the power. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if I would love, um, for if, you know, it, it's, if, if like, if, if Jackie could orchestrate everything, right. Um, I would, uh, I would like to see some more women up there, you know, and I think we'd like that in every space, you know what I mean? Like, uh, in esports, you know, I mean, like, I don't even need to say that, like, but you know, we talked about Microsoft today and just like what we were seeing, um, with the people that they're hiring, uh, like in the upper levels. And so it's like changes are being made and that's super positive and uh, I'm excited for it. But yeah, bring, bring them on if, if E3 happens. We're just putting it out there in the universe. You heard it first. We're manifesting it. Yeah. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that we don't know if E3 is going to happen. Right. There was a big story that came out um, uh, last week where the ESA said that they're not doing an in-person event. But I, 
you know, kind of pushed up my glasses and was like, but they didn't say they were doing a digital event. They didn't say they exactly. were doing anything. A couple so of days ago, was it Jeff Grubb came out and said that he's heard that it's likely canceled too, the digital event. Oh, really? Yeah. So who knows? I mean, That's the word on the street that I've been hearing too. So yeah, but sadness. Well, if it ever does. Yeah. Bring I, us all on. All I three honestly of us. don't think it's a bad thing for the ESA to take a year off and regroup. Oh, no. Yeah. Let the publishers continue doing their own digital events while we get through this final, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully final year of the pandemic and isolation and not having large group settings. And then next year, hopefully, you know, we can start getting back to normal. Like, I cannot live in a world, and I'm sure you two agree. I cannot live in a world in the, with a, with the idea that E3 is never coming back. That E3 yeah, 2019 no. oh was God. the final E3. I was on a fucking walker that year, and it was like one of the hardest years of my life um, before 2020 came along and was like, um, excuse me, let me um, just actually wreck your life a little bit more. So like, I don't want that to be like my final fucking E3 memory. It can't be. Oh, E3 has to come back. <laughs> Even worse for me, I was I was working for IGN at the time, and they had me go host a red carpet for the Men in Black movie, and it was during E3, so I didn't get to do anything with E3 that year because I had to go. And do, that's how I, I met was, you was when you were yeah. doing E3 at and IGN. And I did E3 for 2018. Yeah, and so I like for me, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that would be so brutal. And the yeah. the worst part was the Men in Black movie sucked, so I can't even look back <laughs> and be like, I missed E3 for like some epic movie. It was like, no, I had to freaking host Men in Black. I don't even remember what it was called, Men in Black something, and it was so bad. I don't know if you all oh. saw it. It was really bad. <laughs> so that makes it even worse. So oh, yeah, it does. it'll come back. We all just have to manifest it, right, guys? That's what we're all saying. Listen, manifest, you know, even it, yeah, no, Brett, go manifest. ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, even if E3 itself doesn't come back, I think Keeley's thing maybe has a chance. A little shot. In it. We'll see yeah. what he does. We'll see how that all manifests. Summer Game Fest? Like, Summer Game yeah, Fest, yeah. No, yeah, something. Like, I, I also refuse to believe that there's going to be no more, like, summer game convention like that. There right? will be, yeah. yeah. 100% agree, yeah. We need it. We had grand we plans it. of our kids, you know, playing together, you know, getting a nanny or something to watch all of them while we worked all day at E3. Yeah. I mean, I just miss the people. I just miss like That's it, right? Yeah. Just, you know, it was just like so so fun to be around everybody, you know? Like it's like I don't I, I it's weird to call it like a high school reunion. I don't know how what to call it specifically, but it's just like you get to see like all these familiar faces that you, you usually only see like this like virtually or like on Twitter or whatever and then you're all in one place and it's like the best feeling in the world and it's just been too long, so. Yeah, I had to We're say getting the depressing Game Awards now. was a nice was a nice Aww. like um I it was just really good to like have not only have an in-person event again, but we hadn't seen, like you mentioned, so many of these people in person for so long. And so it was really nice to kind of see a bunch of industry people all in the same room together. And as far as I'm aware, mm -hmm. there wasn't like a major like pocket of people who got COVID or anything because no, everybody was safe and everybody had no. to be vaccinated and um, show proof of vaccination to go. And and so I think, you know, Jeff Keighley, as the executive producer of that show, has shown that like, hey, we can do events if done properly. And he is obviously killing it not only with the Game Awards, but what he's doing with opening night live at Gamescom. I mean, he's coming for the ESA's lunch. 
Yeah, he I'll is. Just st- I'll just swoop E3 out from under you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> all right. Well, Keely, we're going to lay all of our hopes on reviving E3 on you. at your feet. Don't, don't feel the pressure too much. Um, but Jackie, <laughs> it was so wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you again. Please let everybody know, um, you know, where they can follow you, what you're working on. Like, what can we expect to see from you? Um, gosh. Well... When it comes to, like, specific projects, nothing too specific at this point. You all know how the hosting grind is. Like, stuff just, like, pops up out of the blue. But um, I am streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Jackie Jing. Um, I got a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Jackie Jing. And it's just, like, kind of like the Jackie Jing fan club, like, if you want to just, like, interact with me more so. Uh, and, yeah, that's about it. You know, I got... A TikTok, I'm on um, Instagram, I'm on Twitter, obviously, YouTube, Facebook, all the different social media platforms, and I update them a lot. So, yeah, I'm obsessed with TikTok. It's kind of a problem. Yeah, I saw you. I I, I messaged you that I saw you hosting on TikTok, and I love that they're doing more gaming content. Yeah, they're really trying to break into that space. I mean, like, they have a TikTok gaming, like, um, I guess you'd call the TikTok game. Like, okay, so there's anime TikTok and there's, like, gaming TikTok, right? Like, there's niches, right? There's, like, home TikTok and dating TikTok. Oh, my God. Did I just say TikTok? I did. You know, TikTok absolutely exists 100%. (laughs) I meant to say dating TikTok and that anyway okay no, I'm done. Like talk, clean talk. clean talk is in my yeah. feed cat talk yes. in my feed um, I had plant talk for a while plant talk I, just oh, I love plant talk yep. plants. Mm-hmm. yes so um we're obviously on cool ones but like um they're really trying to you know right they're really trying to expand like gaming TikTok and like it's it's really cool because it's huge you know what I mean like there's I make a lot of like fun meme content but there's people streaming now there's people doing tutorials on there uh like honestly like it's I'm excited to see like how they want to dive into it but like we just did a live stream recently um but like it's just good that they're like okay this is they're getting into the gaming space harder which we all love to see right so absolutely my tiktok is mostly just unboxings of um cool swag kits that get sent this way and then i you know usually donate them um to people like the awesome folks over at stack up um but i've been trying to get jackie i've been trying to convince Brittany to start a pokemon um a pokemon tiktok where all she does is unboxed pokemon cards I know. I had. Oh my I god! Had, are you kidding me? People would love that, especially if you I did that live. Grand ambitions, I did, and then my kids started being like, "Yo, I'm more sentient. Entertain me, twenty four seven, bitch." Yeah, like, that's that's yeah. Do it after dark. Kid, TikTok, it, Pokemon, TikTok after dark. Woo! Oh shit! I'm not gonna lie, girl. Like you could blow up. Like I think people would. That's how I stumbled upon a Pokemon live stream. It was scrolling TikTok at like one or two a.m. and I was like, "What are these people doing?" And he had such he had such flair, and the way he would open the packs, he would like take. I don't know, like take one or two and put them to the back and like flip them or do whatever. And then he would undo it one at a yeah, time. And then that. he would like. So the final card is the fancy one. So you like, yeah, you flip yeah. it over, you get rid of the code card. Yeah. Yeah. See, I you know. obsessed with that. You should do it. People are obsessed. I mean, I'm telling you and then I'm like, okay, I don't have a child. So like, I know that's a whole, like, I'm like, do it. And then I'm like, oh wait, yeah, that, there's that big old responsibility Just don't spend 3.5 million on, po- on Pokemon cards. Okay. 
Oh no, I won't do that. Oh, that. you see, that that's that story. What happened? Yeah, I, like how? I'm still convinced it's all it's all a ruse. He denies that it's a publicity stunt, but I think that it's fake. You're right. He's just trying to be relevant. I was like, there's no way you could be that dumb. And also, that's low key. Just if you're just dropping 3.5 mil on, <laughs> I guess what were they like fake Pokemon cards, right? Or yeah. like, I, I just like please use your money better if you have that much damn money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I can't. But we so, could go yeah, yeah, we could on keep, and on about that. Yeah. Logan Paul, by the way, that's who we're talking about. Oh, yeah, Lost $3.5 million on fake Pokemon cards and a card scam. Um, not that you should feel bad for him because you shouldn't. Um, he's no. fine. Yeah. Um, but what we're saying, Brittany, is we love you and we love your love of Pokemon. And there is a whole world on TikTok just waiting Obsessed. for your love of Pokemon. Uh, and you could even I'll, just talk about it. Like, you could just be like, hello, blah, 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 about, it. like, <laughs> and then that's your TikTok. Like, that's, and that's the beauty of TikTok is, and I think the three of us know this too, when it comes to putting on a production, it's a bitch. Like, even, like, you know, your guys' podcast, you know, we're like, Phoenix, audio checks, are we, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's just not easy. Like, I'll just, like, go on like this, and I'm just like, blah, 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 about my thoughts, and then it's done. You know what I mean? Or yeah. I literally just put it here and then I make a gaming TikTok and it takes 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, so which is wild, right? Yeah, like that's what's so attractive about it. And I, I try to start my YouTube channel back up again and I'm like, I don't fucking have time for this. Like, no, it's great for a few no. weeks so my child will still a potato. But, you know, like, LOL. So that's what I lo do love about TikTok is you just kind of yeah. like your camera. No one expects top tier quality production yeah no okay okay you've inched me a little closer a little closer to that edge all i would suggest is yeah. you and jason take one week because i know you do weekly card openings one week just get you know if you don't already have a selfie stick that has a little tripod i can send one to you just buy like, like a put 20 it behind books yeah just put or put it on books. books whatever right like or get a stack of your collector's editions and just put you're them up already there. doing it <laughs> and put, yeah, put a like phone up there and then just hold your phone and then do the card openings it on your phone and then just post it and see what happens do it live just do it live do tiktok's all about the live now girl you get yeah, and then you just get into the algorithm, and like TikTok algorithm is is all over the place, so it's great. It's it's wild and that's west. The other the other beauty of TikTok is, in my opinion, like you know, you're just talking about YouTube. Mm. It is hard to do shit on YouTube oh, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. I think it's like gone even more. Yeah. You know, um, and Instagram, I think, is starting to see that, too. Like back in the day, you could grow on Instagram super easy. You just be like, hashtag outfit of the day. Like, you know, what I mean, now it's like yeah. it, it's so hard to grow on there, you know, and, and Twitter is its own beast. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you're hosting games, you def or hosting events, you can see like a little bit of a bump, but it's hard too. like on TikTok. You got one thing that goes viral. I met a guy last night at a vision board party of all things, <laughs> and he literally was like, okay. I had two thousand followers. I know, I know. I would bring it down, but I posted it on my wall already. But um, he was like, I had 2,000 followers six months ago, and now he has like a million. Wow. Wow. Impressive. And he just he just does poetry, you know what I mean? Which is poetry is very yeah, good, mind you. But I'm cool. just like, anyone can just pop off like that on there. So okay, Brittany's going to be the, no, the new face of Pokemon TikTok, everybody. Yeah, make it so. Make it so. We're manifesting it. I'm putting like it into the times. universe for you. 
Okay, but listen, Thanks. it's it's late. We haven't had a know, show. Sorry. Jackie, we haven't had a show this long in literally like eight months. Um, oh so God gosh, bless sorry, you. No, 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 this no. has been wonderful. We needed this and we had some really fun news to talk about and some fun yes. games to talk about as well. And I think our uh, people who are listening, if you guys are still here, um, that you appreciate <laughs> the conversation as well. Yeah. So um, once again, thank you for being on the show. Don't forget to check out her links. We'll post them in the show notes. Um, we will be back next week. Brittany is going to have a special Pokemon focused show for you guys next week speaking of pokemon um and um we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend bye everybody bye